Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know what I'm never on point with in the actual song when he be like, they know I'm, I do it. I'm either early or late as fuck with it all the time. Welcome back, man. This is the Realest Podcast Ever, episode 92. This is your co-host, C. Diddy. My co-host, Matthew. I'm Matt. He's Matt. I'm Chad. Uh, we have a show today. Two in a row, guys. We two in a row, and we got a real live like show. Like, yo, remember on uh, what was what was that uh, what was the baseball movie? Little Big League. No, the biggest baseball movie of all time. Major Clearly, League. Major League. He was like, he's like, you see, you win one today. Oh yeah, then you win <laughs> another, win another one. one. That's called a streak. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a two game streak. We'll see yeah. how long this shit lasts. You, you know what I love about Major League because I was watching this shit the other day. Not Major League One, but Major League Two. Remember, yeah. Lou had the. Uh, the heart attack, the coach, yeah, and they put him in the uh, hospital, and they like basically wouldn't let him watch baseball because it was what was giving him his heart. Yeah. But then when they made it to the to the game seven against the White Sox, remember he was listening to it on the radio. <laughs> but they had on like some shit from like England. It was like a uh, almost like a murder she wrote Matlock mystery shit and. When the Indians won the game seven, remember he was jumping on the bed screaming. Yeah. And the nurse came in and was like, What is wrong with you? He's like, I love this shit. I may move to England. <laughs> <laughs> I may move to England. Major League. Major League was great, dog. Wesley fucking snipes. You know what's true about that movie? You know Wesley turned down the second one to do Demolition Man? Yeah. And they played the shit out of him. Remember when Omar Epps took his place? Yeah. In the offseason, Omar Epps was doing uh movies and shit. Remember, it was him versus Jesse Ventura. Yeah. It was like the worst movie ever. <laughs> they were making fun of Wesley going to do Demolition right. Man with Sylvester uh, Stallone. Good times, man. When people would, like, would actually fuck with people and do crazy yeah. shit. We don't have no more of that, man. Fuck, no. Major uh, League was fire, though. One and two. I like me. That's a very, very good movie. Yeah, three shit. was awful. I don't even remember it. Back to the Miners. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was it, the, the, the fucking star of it was Rue. Remember the catcher that yeah. couldn't throw? He was the star of the third one. That's what you do. He looked around like, who's yeah. left? <laughs> Serrano wasn't there. None of them was like, there. shit. He was doing Allstate commercials. Like, little did we know this Omar Epps kid took off, too. Yeah. So, everybody <laughs> took off. Charlie Sheen, Omar yeah. Epps, Serrano. Everybody was gone. Nothing they could do. Damn. Rue Baker. Yeah. Star of the fucking movie. Well, like I said, it's episode 92 of uh, the Rose Podcast ever. Once again, we are coming up on 
the live show. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, January 16th, Punchline Philly, uh, down at the Fillmore Complex. Get y'all tickets now, punchlinephilly.com. I've been seeing a lot of people tagging me, DMing me, posting on Twitter. Yo, shout out to Aaron. And you know Aaron Englandy, the craziest woman on Twitter. Okay, She's yes. coming to the show. She's been like our biggest advocate for the last week since she bought our tickets. Her and Black. Yeah. She, Black's, Black's got the damn flyer as, as it, his it, it made me do it. I'm like, <laughs> damn, Black. It's like, that's a good idea. Yeah, black ahead of the game. God damn. Yeah, so shout out to all the supporters out there. Uh, get y'all tickets. They're only 22 bucks. Punchlinephilly.com. All of reserve seating up front is sold out. Uh, y'all don't get to see us in 3D. Y'all can see us in 2D, however, yeah. in the other seating. Um, and that seating is first come, first serve. And yes, it is seating. We're not going to make Yo, y'all sit on the floor Indian style. I had three people this week ask me, damn, I missed the reserved seats. Are the other tickets uh, standing only? And I'm like, we aren't MOP. <laughs> so this is a podcast. This ain't Voltage Lab. <laughs> nah, this is, this is a, you're, you're not chingy, and I'm not Nelly. You're going to have chairs. Trust me, this is a podcast. I promise there'll be chairs. Yeah. And guess what? Tables, too. Oh, yeah. You'll be able to, like, actually put your drink and your food on something. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. won't have to, like, hold it and shit like you at the Sixers game. <laughs> right. So with that being said, get y'all tickets, punchlinephilly.com. Me and Matt don't have tickets. If I have to pull tickets and drive around and meet you, I will do that. I had somebody ask me when I was at the joint the other night, asked me for, like, oh, you got tickets on you? And I'm just like... No, but uh, let me see your phone. Yeah, I'm like, go online. You have Apple Pay? Yeah. <laughs> Set this shit up for you. So uh, that's Thursday, January 16th, TRPE Live, third anniversary show. We got a couple surprises uh, for that show. Um, it's coming together, believe it or not. So uh, Me and we, Chad actually had a conversation about it. A productive one. A productive one. Yeah. A week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's called planning. Yeah, real tough. But, uh... We got a nice tight knit show today. We do. Came up with some cool concepts. Uh, today's show is going to be a decade in review. We're going to talk about some of the biggest moments of the last ten years in pop culture, news, media. You know, we don't have a format. That's kind of like the the good thing about this show. You know, we're we're, we're afforded the we levity just, to talk just, about anything. We just wasted three and a half minutes on Major League. For so, sure. Yeah. It's like what else are we going to talk about? Right. Do whatever you want. So uh, with that being said, we're going to talk about the, some of the biggest things that happened in the last decade: music, sports, news, politics pop culture, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I sent you a nice, tight-knit rundown. Where you want to start? Um, I want to start with the top feuds of the decade. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, we got a couple different ones on the uh, list here. As I was going through this, I got to like three, then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Niggas got shot. <laughs> like, yeah. A couple niggas got shot this decade. It's one big feud you forgot about. Uh, so let's start with the one I forgot about then. Kanye West versus everybody. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Kanye West versus the devil within. Kanye is literally just going at everybody in the last couple of years. He's going, Ka- at, he's going at Drake. He's going at Hove. He's going at everybody. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye. My favorite Kanye quote was two of them. It's like 30 of them, but it's two I, of them. I got three of them for sure. <laughs> uh, just like Gaga with uh, Polaroid. Duh! Duh! <laughs> Polaroid. How I mean, did you not know? I like some of the Gaga albums. What the fuck does she know about cameras? Dog, how did you not know I was literally <laughs> on that? I swear to God, I walked in here with that shit in my fucking phone. If you can communicate this product, you can make money off the product. Because look at Gaga. She's the creative director of Polaroid. Some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> <laughs> that wonderful. whole interview was fucking hilarious. Was wonderful. That was his BBC interview. That, that was, was wonderful. Great. That's the best interview of the decade. Dog, it's up there. Um, and then my other one is, hey Jay, I know you got shooters on deck, man. I just want to talk, man. Please don't kill me, man. I, my my my. 
probably my second favorite joint is when Wiz Khalifa tweeted about KK. And he said, oh he went God. off, like, don't you ever fucking tweet about my wife? What the fuck is you? You fucking, <laughs> you, you, you married a porno bitch. And he was like, bro, I'm talking about Khalifa Kush. He was like, oh, all right. My bad. bad. Cool. <laughs> Your cool. son exists because yeah. of me. <laughs> and then the whole shit with Drake, don't ever mention the 350s again. That was fucking excellent. <laughs> Remember when Kanye lost it on uh, Twitter for like a good two and a half months? Yeah, exactly. Drake had, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck, you know what, I, I would pay cash money. Like 500 bucks to find out what Drake was texting Kanye. Because he had him under fucking pressure. He was losing his shit for like a solid two and a half months. Then you texting me purple demon emojis. (laughs) 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 I ain't with that shit. I'm a family man. uh, Trying to look at this. Young Dolph versus Yo Gotti. That shit got real. That got real. Niggas went to jail. Did they? Keon from CMG oh, yeah, got 15 yeah, yeah. years yeah. in prison. Another guy that was with them got 20, that was with CMG got 20 years in prison. Dolph got shot in the ass yeah. in front of uh, the W in, in LA. Then they dumped like 100 on a truck. And, and Charlotte. Yeah. That shit was going down. All over the chick that apparently neither one of them is with now. I, could, I mean, that's standard. <laughs> Typical yeah, standard yeah, shit. Standard hood life. Especially in the South. Meek versus Drake. You know what was great about Meek versus Drake? It's because we live in Philadelphia. We got listeners all over the oh, fucking man. country. <laughs> but uh, here in Philadelphia, you you watch people like force themselves into believing that Drake music wasn't hot no more. It was the weirdest little couple. For two years. For, yeah. <laughs> for two years. It, it went on for... Actually, after the first year, they kind of let off and was like, all right, I be knocking this shit, but not with Meek around. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the attitude. I be knocking this shit, but I be wearing a DC shirt yeah, when I do it. Talk. But I remember that them couple weeks after back to back hit. It was like, niggas was like, no, but tell me how this shit high. I'm not understanding. Like, what, I mean, what did he say? Yeah, real talk. That was really where it got. What did he say? I mean, who give a fuck about Grammys and like being number one <laughs> on Billboard? What the fuck do that? You mean? Care about selling records? Well, Meek just told. 50, I just sold 250, you sold 20,000, so he cares. Yeah. No, fuck that. We on real nigga time. I'm going to the Drake concert, but it's the fighting. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) That was where motherfuckers was at. That was the most bizarre (laughs) joint, man. D-Line versus OVL was the most bizarre part of the jump. Niggas. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So this nigga Drake up here with all the security like he the motherfucking president. He's supposed to be. <laughs> he knows y'all are coming. <laughs> like, like, what was his other option? Yo, Drake, Yo. get over here. Go to the fence, nigga. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> Like that that beef, the fence. Yo, that that beef brought the worst out of a lot of good niggas, man. Like, come to the fence might be the lot of the shit. Come to the fence, I'ma smack the shit out you, nigga. Niggas was at the fence. Then niggas was on IG following it up. Like, yeah, this nigga Drake a bitch. He wouldn't. I told him come here so I can smack the shit out of you. He wouldn't come here. Fuck wrong with him. Imagine if like during the whole like locks and uh state property battle right like imagine like during that time period 
Who was big? Like, let's say, like, uh, Celine Dion, Dis Beans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then niggas went to the Celine Dion concert <laughs> <laughs> trying to Yo, fight. Celine, Yo, come to the fence. Wait till that bitch come to the fence. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> like, that's where niggas Yo, Lionel at. Richie. Yo. We the, see you, pussy. At the fence. Niggas was at the fence. <laughs> Live streaming. <laughs> at the fence, yeah. <laughs> At defense, that real shit, shit. the worst out of everybody. That was a man. weird little couple months, man. It was the worst. It was terrible. Motherfuckers was like when Meek dropped the uh, the 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 diss track, the response to the back to back. I don't even remember what it was called. Oh, the uh, I just want to know the one I that got deleted from the internet. Right. The um, he used the Undertaker intro, yeah, to that joint, and like. Wrestlers was coming at him, like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. They was dead ass going at him on Twitter. Like, man, don't put us in this bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck is you doing? That was the weirdest little battle ever. And Drake got a song that got nominated for a Grammy and like went like five times platinum out of it. Yeah, it's weird as shit. That takes me to another John that I didn't uh, write on the list, but it's prevalent. Uh, Puffy versus everybody ah. during the two tw- the twenty tens. Yeah, Puff had a little rampage. They said Puff tried to pour a Ciroc bottle on uh, a bottle of Ciroc on Kendrick Lamar at a oh, Grammy what? party because of the controversy. Mm. What's up with that King of New York shit? God tried to pour a Ciroc bottle on him, and then J Cole intervened, and then he got the beats put on him. J Cole? Yes. Damn, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Damn. I was just watching a video about this shit. Oh wow! Yeah, Puff was tripping. They uh, Puff hit the uh, UCLA coach with the with the kettlebell because his son got cut from the uh, summer squad. Uh, what else did he do? Oh, the Drake shit at Live. Uh, yeah. That he later denied. Yeah. But he took credit for it, but then he denied it. So yeah, Puff had a wild decade too. The Lori Harvey shit. The Lori. <laughs> Puff was bugging the fuck. Had the matching lays down Soho at two in yeah. the morning. Puff lost his wife and then, uh, well, his ex-wife. It was weird. Kim died. Lost, then, Kim died, lost Cassie the same week, and then he got with Lori Harvey a month later, and then she eventually went and got back with Future. Yeah. The bad you, guy always wins. Did you see the picture Lori Harvey took with Future sneaks under the bed, and then they got Future in the sneaks? <laughs> I'm like, yo, the internet is ridiculous, yo. But she took a picture, like, on her IG. Yeah. And it's a pair of, like, Dior sneaks, like, poking out of the bed. Then they show Future walking around in the Dior <laughs> <Lady>. <laughs> I'm like, y'all ridiculous, man. Yo, somebody pointed something out yesterday, right? They had the video of the Broncos quarterback that went viral rapping the oh, Jeezy yeah. song. And they was like, yo, how did y'all find this? The only All it was was just him, like, rapping. It was no audio. How did y'all sync this up? And the best comment was... Of all my time on social media, I've learned that we have nothing but time to find shit that means nothing, nothing at all. Real talk. Like we just have unlimited time to research bullshit. Doug, Justin Tucker went viral yesterday for doing the baby dance. Did you see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that Taylor at all? Justin Tucker was dead ass <laughs> doing the baby job after he hit a field goal yesterday. That shit was all over Twitter. Like the internet is crazy as shit. And people yo. have unlimited amounts of times to find nonsense, find and participate in nonsense. Yeah. That that Meek verse fucking Drake shit was definitely Drake and Chris Brown was weird. He had a bottle. Niggas had a bottle fight. Yeah, that was the joint when Drake tried to run back in the club. No, that was in D.C. when they beat his man up. Okay, <laughs> they beat I somebody, that. somebody got beat up in D.C. and Drake uh, ran back in the club. 
uh, it was like some Migos shit or some old shit like that. Like they, I don't, I forget what happened, but that was in DC. But the New York shit, they had a whole, they had like, they threw like 80 bottles at one another mm. at, uh, you right, I did hear about this. What am I yeah, I forget. I it was like whatever that premier club was in New York that's shut down now. Uh, but yeah, niggas get, had a bottle get, fight. Getting hit in the head with a bottle. That's got like to, what? It's got to stay. And this is the era like Ciroc when Ciroc was popping. So you got a long ass scud missile yeah. of a bottle pun, flying pun, at your pun, fucking ass. Pun hit somebody with a bottle back in the day. Yeah, one of Jay homies. Yeah, they was like, yeah. The story went from uh, pun hit Jay with a bottle to. Yeah, Jay what I think Jay was there. Then yeah. it turned into no Jay wasn't there, but he 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 was supposed to be there. Yeah. But yeah, it was a nigga that worked for Dame Dash that got hit with the bottle. Pun was big as a duplex too. Like Pun get that yeah. force going and hit you with a bottle. I remember uh Big Pun and um Fat Joe, this was years ago. They had got arrested for um they they beat up a nigga in Central Park. I don't know what it was for, but they got they both got arrested for like a, a simple assault. <laughs> yeah. I remember Chris Rock on his show was like, over the weekend, Big Pun and Fat Joe were both arrested for assaulting a man in Central Park. Now I don't know what this man does for a living. I'm assuming he's a hot dog vendor. <laughs> Cause this is what they was both like gigantic. It's like, yeah, what the fuck did you do to Pun and Joe jumping on you in the middle of the park? <laughs> Real talk. Getting hit with a bottle has to hurt. Like, there's it's no way. It's so bad. That, that ping, like, that. You be praying that it breaks. Dog. That's how rough getting hit with a bottle I is. I couldn't even imagine. Like, because they like this, and they glass. Yes. Like a tangerage on? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Might hit you with a Teller's Port bottle. Real it's over. shit. Like, be that's got to care for months. Uh, Soldier versus Chris Brown. I didn't know they had beef, did they? Yes, they, they were supposed to fight. Oh yeah, the rumble. <laughs> yeah, Damn, it was how about the fight? It? Floyd was promoting the shit, yeah, and then Wack One Hundred got that. involved and shit went sideways, yeah. like always. Damn, you right. Wack One Hundred told Floyd Mayweather, a billionaire, this shit pyro business. You can't promote this fight. Floyd said, "You know what? You absolutely right. I'm out of this." Are Fifty and Floyd? I see them on. Are they friends yet? No, they're still not fucking. They each other? still have friends because they the, had like a weird back and forth. They go back and forth all the time. You know they fought before. Yeah, Fifty Fifty said, "Um, I, I saw John when he was like." He didn't give a who won, but he just was like, Floyd's to be respected. Yeah. He said we said we was gambling, and I went to go make a move, and Floyd punched me in the face. Yeah. I mean, Floyd fast as lightning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Grant, no, don't touch my money. He not big, but you just ain't trying to get hit with one of them. Oh, that yeah. fast and that quick. Especially no. with no gloves. By a nigga that know how to punch. <laughs> yeah. It's, give a fuck. Like, it's, it's, you're going to at least be stunned. Yeah, real shit. You're going to feel that. There's no way. You know what I mean? But yeah, Meek and Drake was fucking that 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 was definitely the weirdest beef. It, it came out of nowhere, started on the internet, kind of got finished on the internet. Meek had to stop tweeting. Yeah. The fucking meme shit now, exploded. Now the shit shifted because now Meek is off Instagram and back on Twitter. And still tweeting nonsense. <laughs> They said they said uh, the Charlamagne interview said why why does this man I don't know man I was I was doing ten per thirties a day I don't mm -hmm. know what that shit was about I saw Drake did a rap radar uh, interview I yeah. haven't watched it yet though. I watched it it's like two and a half two and hours. I saw two twenty seven um it's a good interview the, I haven't watched it the Pusha T part of the interview was like cringeworthy though oh see I haven't like yeah. because it's, the interview was going so good and he's talking so much real shit and then you get to that part of the interview and it's like. What, what did he yeah. say? He was just basically like, well, you know, if you want to say that he won, then, you know, like he was really like downplaying the L that he took. Like he had he admitted it, 
But then later on in the joint, he was like, well, I mean, if you feel like he won, then you know I understand. But all he said was like, I got a kid, and that's really all he said. All the other shit was nonsense. I mean, in in reality, I can't remember a bar from it. I can. I can. I mean, my whole thing was, when I first heard Adidon, my, my, I hated it. My, I thought it was a garbage. My only thing with the story of Adidon was, since we into this now, it happened, push a rap so much better than that. It was a mud slinging. It was it was it was yeah. a tactic. Like I'm a I'm a get I'm a basically play the Wendy Williams rule. But my thing is, it's almost like when you look at Jay with a uh, super ugly. You just rap better than this. There's just no yeah. reason for this. That was my thing. I think what it was is I I, I know Pusha raps better than that. A million percent. I think what it was is Pusha knew that he was in a like he probably looked at the Meek situation and said I'm in a popularity contest as much as a rap contest. Right. And whether y'all want to admit it or not, and I know some people going to be mad at me, Drake raps as good as Pusha T does. It just is what it is. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> and <clears throat> I think he looked at it like, let's just do some other shit. I got to get this nigga off because my Because realistically, when he did the... Um, go. Like, let he, me get some of this. Let me get he this did, guy off When my he ass. did the what would meet... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Do and the uh, infrared, infrared. Drake came right back with the fucking freestyle. With the W freestyle. And, right. and and it was like, like you said it on one of our earlier shows. He, you proved you're a formidable foe. So it's like, yeah, now I, let's man, we got to do some other shit. Now, now let's just get on some goofy <laughs> yeah, shit. Let's now, get on some now, goofy now it's time shit. to go on some goofy He's shit. Like, oh, you want to rap, rap? Never mind. Like, so you know what I'm saying? So it's like. Everything that can be said about Drake has already been said, whether it be in an interview, through the Meek beef. Meek made 19 records. <laughs> like, <laughs> O'Malley was making, like, everybody was making <laughs> records, yo. So it's really no new information you could present outside of, oh, he got a kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that bombshell, I think, was too much for Drake to overcome. Um, and then he just dressed it up with, like, some disrespectful talk, like, around the shit. But for me, when I hear it, it's like, I just go back to a certain moment in time and I just like, he fucked my man up because I know he didn't see that shit coming. Like, yeah, I definitely agree. With I, that. Just, I just feel like he just didn't. That's like how to me, like ether is like <laughs> a, is a, is a bomb, but takeover is a better record. It's kind of like that to me. I don't necessarily feel that. I think overall as a disc record, the way it's structured, specific incidents and stuff like that, even though the takeover is not all about Nas. And that's, that's as a, my joint. Like, God, the takeover was a prodigy diss, and somehow it's some Nas shit sprinkled it, 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 it just turned into a Nas situation. Like Ether was hatched. That shit was the brainchild of a yeah. fuck Jay Z night in the studio, and yeah, I, I you know I I'll argue that so, shit. So, I, so I just think like the the comparison that I'm making is not that Ether is not a a, a plus disc record. It is, but the impact of it because of Nas coming from an underdog standpoint. Because mm -hmm. at that point, everybody thought Nas was finished. I did. I'm a Nas fan. <laughs> everybody thought Nas was finished, and I remember queuing that shit up on my man big ass computer at Clark Atlanta. Like, what is this shit on dial up internet? Me, me and Rob was <laughs> listening. listening. We was on. Shit. We was listening to K Slay, and that's how we heard that joint. So, like for me, when I hear Adidon, like it kind of it's it's not ether. Let's not pretend it's not ether, but. It just like it was a record that Drake couldn't come back from for a number of different reasons. So the impact of it 
makes it stand the test yeah, of the, time the because way that, the, the, the way record they, is not that lyrically amazing. The way that they handled it was absolutely ridiculous. The whole, oh, I could end his career, but uh, weird old head, old head said, said no. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it just, it got strange. It was just like, all right, all yeah, of this he, is like to, nothing. He just kind of like sent them in panic mode. Now, what I don't like, like for me, if Pusha just drops that record and shut up and don't say nothing, it, the record just is sort of like what Nas did with Ethan. It just, it it stands alone in history if he just does that. The nasty uh, media tour that he did after it fucked the record it was up. Weird shit. It was because it's like yo, you you went on like that, ten. In, that's in, why I, t- I said it last week. We don't need rap beefs no more because when you look at rap beef back in the day, Jay Z dropped a uh, uh, takeover at Summer Jam. That was in the summer. Right. Then the actual record with the Nas verse came out on, uh, what day did the towers fall? September uh, 11. 9-11. Nas didn't drop Ether till December 4th. Right. It was legitimately fucking three months later. There was no goofy media shit, no huh. Instagram, no fucking shade room, no motherfucking, all this goofy shit. It was none of that. Motherfuckers waited patiently, and then they got Ether and this shit was on. Sort of like with uh, Hit em Up and yeah. fucking... Uh, who shot gotcha, shit? Them right. shits was a time apart yeah. from each other. Whereas now, motherfucker drop a diss track. You got 48 hours. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and then when the motherfucker do do- drop the diss track, he on Rat Radar. He on fucking, uh, what's the nigga who locked up? Uh, uh, Tag Stone. Tag Stone. <laughs> he on fucking this. He on that. He here with us. This <laughs> shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like motherfuckers drop a diss track and then really got to go on a media tour. And that's why I'm like, yeah. there's so much goofy shit around it. Yeah. To where it's like the rat beef, the back and forth. Like, you ain't going to get no more Ice Cube dissing NWAs. Right. Or or LL and Kumo D or the Bridges to, Overs and yeah, that shit is never point, gonna happen again. There was a time where a motherfucker rapping was so good and they dissed you so good with rap, they ain't gotta explain all of the innuendos and who know this and who know what and well I think Forty told me but it might have been a chick and mm-hmm. it was just like and my man Esco is a Pusha T fanatic and he was like this this ain't it he's like Pusha is on. Fucking big boy, this shit is disgusting. Like literally, like, and this is a nigga that love pushing to death. He like, man, he's like, I can't. He's like, this shit look crazy to me. Like, yeah. I don't understand why he's doing this. Uh, like, it, I, rap beef says, the, I don't need a rap beef ever again. It's just so much antics around this shit. It's, it's, it's like, WWE. Just, just give us the music. It's like when before Stone Cold would actually come out and hit them with the stunner, he'd have to do the <laughs> talk with Mean Gene and put it in. Like, I don't need this stupid shit no more. I'm, I'm good. Like rap beef as a whole, I'm just. I'm straight on. Since we talking about it, you brought it up. The Kendrick control verse yes. seems to be like the consensus pick for like verse of the decade. It's still being talked about. Like people are still making videos about it. And I, all I, and in essence, all he did was just say names. I was gonna say, I didn't really even <laughs> like the shit. All he did was say names. Like and for whatever And it, he said he was the king of the coast and the king of New York. Yeah, which was a corrupt reference and a re- and a reference from he, the he, king of New York movie. he literally says it. <laughs> this the flow right here that got the game in a crutch. Like he literally says the corrupt shit the yeah. next line. So it was like I didn't understand what I mean, I get what the hoopla was about. You haul off and say J. Cole Meek, Drake, Pusher, Big Sean, yeah. Jay Electronica, who nobody's thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Like all these. We're I, still waiting for Fab to find the studio from, from the control response. <laughs> Instead of on my way to the studio. All these motherfuckers, you know who responded to it? Joe Button. <laughs> <laughs> all the slaughterhouse responded. The whole slaughterhouse. <laughs> Joe Button had like eight different verses on that fucking beat. Yeah. And another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Joe get in the zone, he get fixated on something. He like that drunk uncle. 
And another thing, you motherfucker. And another thing. Real <laughs> shit. Joe Buzz actually did have a hot ass verse on that beat, though. I give him that. Out of them 19 Drake this is that Joe. That's another one we missed. Yeah. Drake, he had uh, some good, it was some good records in Wasn't there. Wasn't that when Joe Buzz chased the motherfuckers with the rocks? Yes. Yeah, that's got to be <laughs> yeah. up there. I got that picture <laughs> in my phone. Whenever somebody says something I don't like, I send them the picture of Joe <laughs> Button standing at the window with the rocks. Yeah, Joe's that's chasing it. them kids down like a fucking ostrich in the fucking safari. <laughs> with a holy rice in there. <laughs> Motherfuckers came to Joe Button. Like, think about the. They came to his house. Came to his house where he lived with his girl. <laughs> Niggas be bugging the fuck out, man. Bugging the fuck don't, out. Don't you, don't, hey, TRP listeners, don't you ever forget, fan is short for fanatic. Yeah. Some of these motherfuckers is actually crazy. Real shit. Motherfuckers came to Joe Button crib. What was that shit you said about Drake, dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, like and it ain't like Joe Button like living in Hollywood. He live in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Yeah. Motherfuckers came to the crib like was popping. The richest county in New Jersey. Motherfuckers came to his house. This motherfucker chased him down with rocks. Ugh, the decade was crazy as fuck, man. The uh, the Kendrick control verse though, like it, it literally. I, I remember when it happened and like the 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 energy behind it. Yeah. And I was just like, I think I've heard better Kendrick verses. If yo. you don't just say names, if you don't say names, then it's it's nothing to talk about. And I'm a Kendrick fan. But if he don't say no names, there's really nothing to talk about. It was a, it was good rapping. Yeah. But it ain't like you take the names out of it, and it's just like I remember the joint when he said, "Uh, his verse on bitch don't kill my vibe remix was better than the that. joint when he was like, uh, you switch sides on me. Um, now me, uh, you switch sides on me. Now me Westbrook. Uh, go celebrate with your team and let victory vouch you. Just know the next game played, I might slap the shit out you. Like, I've heard way better rappers yeah. because I was just the Kendrick control verse for me was like. All right. Names. And literally everybody just went into like a frenzy. Like, yeah. oh, who going to respond? Who did, did he diss him or did he give him props? Did he, did you know, did, it turned into like some Scooby-Doo shit. It just, it, <laughs> the murder mystery. Yeah, it was just so weird after that shit. And I just was like, I've heard Kendrick rap so much better than that. Definitely. So I, I didn't really, yeah, mention the names. That's really all it was. It's a consensus verse of the decade, though, because of the shock value. I hate everybody. <laughs> I really do. You know we missed last week though for the for a, I gotta at least give the nomination the uh for the feature of the year Pusha T on Freddie Gibbs song Palmolive uh, that shit was crazy right, I gotta right. give props where it's that was due. a real good feature he went crazy on yeah. that shit that was a real good feature and people were like oh y'all don't have Freddie Gibbs uh, listen no <laughs> yeah Freddie Gibbs album was not one of the albums of the year every time somebody do some rapidy rap shit. To some beats that go, y'all right. lose y'all shit, and it happens like every three years. Just because a nigga rapped to some DJ Premier beats does not make it album of the year, yeah. yo. I had people hitting me in my DM like, "Damn, why you ain't got so and so in the album of the year?" I'm like, I don't even know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> Last night on Twitter, somebody told me Ari Lennox had the album of the year, and I'm like, I haven't even heard it. Who's Ari Lennox? The singer girl, the Shea Butter baby that signed to J. Cole. I've never heard her album, not one time. I've that. never heard a woman get in my car like, yo, cut that Ari Lennox on. Like, yo, you got Ari Lennox on? I've never heard it. So, y'all may indeed. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba in love with the music 
But a consensus album of the year has to travel. It has to be shareable. People have to be talking about that shit. Can we do this real quick? Because uh, basically, the other day, I got into a conversation with a couple of my sneaker homies. And... I wound up sending it to you because yeah. we started going at it the other day. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to save this for the podcast. And I sent it to you. Yeah. And then we started going. And I'm like, no, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving this shit for the podcast. So basically, me and Jules started off the other day. Um, Jules had on a pair of the, the Fear of Gods. Shout yes. out Jules, by the way. He had on a pair of Fear of Gods. And I want them yellow Jones so bad. He was like, I would, since he, the, I remember like, the Inception, like yeah. when they first dropped, I was late to the party. I'm on like, the Jones' ass. They're <laughs> terrible. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, "What? You fucking crazy?" And I'm like, "No, they they stink. They're garbage. Hot garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like stink. You know, how, like the truck be compact in the garbage and the juice be running down. I'm like, Jones is awful. So he like, man, they the sneaker of the year. And I'm like, they're not even close to sneaker of the year. So he was like, what, what, what the fuck is sneaker of the year? Then I'm like, the Travis Scott ones or the Travis Scott sixes or the fucking waffles. He was like. Those are good picks. I respect that. Cool. You you had some nice picks, but nah. This shit, they let a new nigga come in, create a new silhouette, create a new shoe, and he's like, you got to respect that. I'm like, I respect that, but those shoes didn't have the impact to a niche market, yeah. niche market, whatever you... Yeah, them shits bung to like... It's like art. Like yes. art go to... You know, certain people respect it in certain it's ways. Like jewels and, and the super hipsters. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but to the mass sneaker world... Them shits didn't they leave. They came out with like six colorways. I don't have none of them. They didn't leave a mark yeah. the way these other shoes did. So I told him, I'm like, I tell you what, let's just go online and just look. So and, and I'm like, we went to Complex. Complex top 10 sneakers of the year. The number one is the Travis Scott ones. Two is the Waffles. And then the three is the MCA Off-Whites. And he's like, man, fucking Blue Forces. You kidding me? And I'm like, them shits rung out. They were like every five. Like three bands right I now. I saw in, in a 15, they fucking 2,800 on eBay. Yeah. I'm like, it, I saw rappers wearing them on stage at a lot of different yeah. joints. Them shits was everywhere. The fear of guys just, to me, they just didn't do that. So then we went on another joint. The Travis Scott. Low ones was number one. The one, the high top ones was number two. The waffles, the fucking, the sixes was up there. Yeah. The, the MCAs and then something else. And we really started going at like, what was the best sneaker of the year? Yeah. So it was between the Fear of Gods, the MCA Off Whites, the Travis Scott Sixes, the Travis Scott Ones, the SoCal Waffles, and I think you said something else was supposed to be in there. No, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was my three was uh. The, the the waffles, the Travis Scott ones, and the uh and the Fear of Gods. And I said out of them, the Fear of Gods would be three to me. Um I have multiple pairs of the waffles. I damn near got every color. Um the waffles was just a crazy innovative shoe. And I remember I, part, I slept, I saw them and just yeah. was like in a fifteen. And I just was like, uh, what up? Eh, that Forrest Gump. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of where I was at with him. I, it was like I blinked and came back, and the same boy had all three Jones selling for twenty eight hundred. Like all three yeah. together. And I'm just like, bruh. Mr. Boat. <laughs> like one John was three thirty yesterday. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, no, the Sakai waffles. I think I, they have to slow down on the production and not put out because Nike has the problem of putting out too many colors. Like something works and they Over, just milk the fucking it. cow right. and overdo sort of it. Sort like they did with the off white anything. Oh, uh, Toronto yesterday was like the off white, the girl Jones. 
that guys are wearing as guy sneaks, like you buy oh, the them. ones with the spikes on them. With the spikes, I forgot what they're called. But they definitely making an impact. But as far as like resale goes, they not really. No, the re- they're selling for they three hundred and fifteen. Yeah, like they super stagnant. They like a hundred and I just bought two pairs over the holidays for people who shall remain nameless. But uh, yeah, they like anywhere between like a hundred and fifty to one hundred eighty. And a fifteen, they're literally three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's so a steal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but them, sh- I saw them more than I saw the fear of God. You yeah. know what I mean. So it's like, so for me, I think. I, I just I, looking at what Travis was able to do with the ones, taking a classic silhouette that everybody loves, and kind of like flipping the shoe on its fucking ear or whatever like that, and just everything that you know, all of the talk and all of the hype around the shit, and it's like, wait, you could do that? You flip the Nike sign and all of that, you know what I'm saying? All of the hype that went into it, and basically taking like an ugly ass colorway, brown and white, and making it a desirable shoe. To me, that's like probably the number one shoe of the year, and then probably the Sakai's after that. I love the six. I'm, I told you, I'm a six Five fanatic. Six, so yeah. yeah, the sixes to me was. Just, and I said you, and when when you was like, it's just a green six with, with a, a pocket. Book, with I, a pocket. I, I'm like, I'm, I, I, whatever. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> I literally put my phone down. I'm not even going back and forth this nigga right now. But it's like, no, nah, I, I love sixes. So yeah. any six, any four, any eleven, I, I'm gonna go and fuck with. But the um. I'm not a real big fan of ones, but I respect what the ones did. The reverse check, I told you, they became just the it sneaker yeah. for the moment. I saw them motherfuckers go from being like 800 resell on release day to being 1400 like overnight. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah. If you can get a pair in the 15, you're spending thousands. And then once I saw Tiger with him on, I would with the whole bet with Kylie. With I'm the just, La Ferrari. I'm like, yeah, they're the <laughs> Well snake. played. They're up there. You know what I'm saying? Well played. Sir. Like, yeah, they're up there. The, I even fuck with, I, I'm in love with the low top ones. I, yeah, I And I hate low top. I the, hate the low top. The low top Jordan that, one. The way they, they pulled the colorway off was excellent. Yeah. Like the shit looked beautiful. He had a pair of Air Force Ones this year too. The Cactus Jack. Yeah, junk. he had a pair of fours. Was that this year or last year? The blue. Year. They had the blue, the uh, light the blue. Cactus Jack joints. Did you see the purple joints? Nah. They're like PEs. I'm just going, they're like 18 grand on, on the fucking yeah, it's ridiculous. The fucking uh the blue uh fours are selling for like eight hundred now, like out of the blue. And they were super easy to get. In yeah, the 15, they, they shot up to like 1600 They came down a little bit though. But yeah, yeah they were yeah. super easy to get for a minute. But yeah, the fear of gods, I I just and you know what's crazy is because Jules is so funny because he's like not creative. He has an IG like one of his highlights on his story is dedicated to him getting all the colorways of the fear <laughs> guys, and it's brilliant the way he put it together. But he wasted all of this ingenuity <laughs> on these fucking fear. You gotta watch the story. It's brilliant because it's basically him going through the like the progression of not winning none of the raffles, and then popping up with then the figuring shit. out how to get the white ones, how to get the black. And it, it's a story. It's like he really did a, yeah. a complete story, and he ends. With all of the fear of gods, and it's just it's a waste of a good fucking story for these joints. Like I, I just I told him yesterday, I'm like, you could literally call me and be like, yo, I got you a pair of fear of gods. I'm about to come drop them off. And I'd be like, man, just get me a hoagie from Primo's. <laughs> like, I don't need them Jones. Like, I hate them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, So, so you don't got them in your top five sneak of the year? I'm like, no. He's like, You got them in your top ten? I'm like, no. He's like, your top fifteen? I'm like, no. He's like, you on bullshit. <laughs> Like I'm telling you, I hate them jokes. Like it's just not gonna happen. But for me, it was the uh, the Travis Scott ones, the uh, Travis Scott sixes, and I probably would go with the waffles. 
The, the, like, waffles is fire. The waffles was fire. The, 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 the pair with the pink and the purple, them shits. Not the silver and the white. Yeah. I didn't really care for them. But the, the colorful joints, yeah, I really like. So, yeah, I, I'd probably go with them. And then, like, I, I like the classics that came out, the bread fours. You know what I'm saying? I got a pair of bread fours. I do, too. Like, it's like, you know. I just, buy the bread fours every time they come out. I, I love, like, I was literally talking yesterday on my IG story about the Wahlburgers. Like, the fours got the best colorways. Just, yeah. I don't know what it is about fours, but it's just they always look good as shit to me. So, I don't know. It was just an argument we had the other day, and it was like, yeah, to hell with. I just basically wanted to diss the fear of gods on, on, on air. You know what I'm saying? The um, what do you want to talk about that happened over this last ten years? You want to talk about Obama? Yeah, let's talk about Obama. Obama was the president, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, Obama's original presidency started 2008, went into the next decade. Um, that was around the time of uh, some of you young pups may not remember. There was this voter die campaign orchestrated by Puffy that uh, was just a ploy to sell T-shirts. Yeah, uh, pretty much like pretty much looking back at it, he might have sold fifty million dollars worth of T-shirts. Uh, so that was that. And then uh, Obama was president two times, two terms, two terms. You know what I always remember the most out of that whole little ordeal. Is Jeezy's my president is black because the song dropped before he actually won. It's like a soothsayer, it's like predicting the future. Yeah, and the song just exploded with the yeah. like, I say like the last two months before he leading up to it. Actually, you know, you know, and you know what's craziest? I I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like that week was crazy as fuck. So. I was in Lexington, Kentucky on Wednesday when the Phillies won the World Series. When Brad Lidge threw the strikeout and they yeah. actually won. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tuesday night. I was in Lexington, Kentucky. So I broke, like, all these DOT laws to get back. Because you know you're not supposed to drive <laughs> 10 hours a day and shit. Because I was yeah. trucking at the time. So I, I broke all these DOT situations to get back to Philly for the parade. I basically drove from Lexington, Kentucky to Salem, Virginia, Salem, Virginia to Allentown. I did a drop and hook in Allentown and then came down to Philly. Dropped my truck off. Me, Ron, and Zach was at the parade. I didn't even sleep that night. We was at the parade Friday morning. Yeah. So we went to the parade. Philly's parade was lit as shit. Uh, Pat Burrow was on a Budweiser truck. Like it was, you know, we had, that was the first time we seen a championship in Philadelphia in our lives. The last championship was 83. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You know, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I was born in 84, you know what I mean? So... We went to the Phillies parade on Friday. We were at the parade, and Ra was like, yo, it's crazy as yo. If Obama win Tuesday, we back out here. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Shit, the election is Tuesday. And that's right. how I always remember that shit. So Obama, the Phillies won the World Series. The Phillies parade was that Friday. 
Then the very next Tuesday was election. Was the election? Obama won. We was outside in the streets <laughs> right, acting right. a fucking fool. And Obama won on October fourth because my birthday was that Sunday. Obama, my birthday's the second. Yeah, I was down my dad's house. We we went out to eat. Obama got elected later on on that Tuesday, November fourth. November fourth. I'm sorry. The November fourth, Obama got elected, and then November the sixth was my uh, interview for SEPTA. Damn. My interview was that Thursday. Oh yeah, you'll never forget that week. Crazy shit, right? Yeah. Like all that shit happened. Like back to back. The Phillies, Obama, and then I had the interview yeah. on that Thursday. And then I literally got it. Like they was like, yeah, whatever. You hire, you start Monday. I was like, yeah. all right. And I got rid of the fucking truck. Damn. Craziest shit ever. I mean, looking back at his presidency, I think probably like the biggest thing that people probably remember is, um, you know, a lot of the unity that he tried to create. Um, a lot of the symbolism to, to like to to you know to uh, like nations around the world because you know black people are the dominant race you know people of African descent yeah. rather are the dominant race on a global on a global scale so it definitely did a lot for like world relations and stuff like that but overall the country still was shit. I, re- I remember one day I don't know if it was Mitch or so somebody was going off about Obama not doing shit for black people on the timeline and somebody. I want to say it was, I can't remember who it was, but they they <laughs> the tweet was like, niggas mad at Obama just because he got elected and didn't start dressing like this. And it was like a light-skinned nigga with a dashiki. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who posted it, but it was so fucking funny. And it was like, Obama got so many critics. They, they, they tore him apart for the brown suit. Remember that? Yeah. He wore a tan suit and yeah, they, lost, they lost their shit. And it was just like, yo, he. That's not very presidential. He killed a fly in a. Um, forgot what he was doing, but a fly was like finding around and he killed it. That motherfucker straight had to pee to people like coming at him. You know what I'm saying? For like killing a fly and shit. And it's just like, Obama literally couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. He came into office a, a virile young man and left as an old man. Yeah. He only did eight years. Obama <laughs> left old than a motherfucking dog. They wore my man the fuck out. And as I see you got on here, did he do a good job? I'm like, I, he held it together and had no scandals. That, yeah. That's as good as you can do. I mean, by presidential standards, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're you're probably— I think he's in the top 10 of uh, approval ratings, approval ratings yeah. for, like, all time and you're, shit. You're only going to be as good as the amount of support you're allowed to garner. Right. So if you have a fucking Congress and a fucking Senate that's against every single fucking thing you do, you're not going to get very much accomplished. Like when, you know, part of Trump's whole uh, campaign of him running was universal health care is a scam, is bullshit, it don't work, blah, blah, blah. And and after never reading the the, the actual plan one time, and then he got it and was like, the framework of much of this is actually very, very good. It's like, what the fuck, dog? Like, and they basically use that framework for of Obamacare for universal health care. It's like when you be like, yo, you heard a new Jeezy? I don't fuck with Jeezy. They get in your car and be like, what's this? It's the new, new Jeezy. Jeezy. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how the fuck did we get here? Yeah, real talk. The, um, the Democratic Party is fucked. It's over. It's over. It's just nothing. Literally, at this point, The Rock or 2 Chains. It's the only two people who could probably save it. Or, or Action Bronson. Like... Literally, you it, it there just have to be a a, a a face that people like enough. Yeah. They rolled out what was it, seventeen candidates to that Did one debate. Did you see the Democratic debate? Yeah, the yeah. podiums. There was podiums going off yeah. the stage. It was like it was like double banquets, like at a fucking strip club. Dog, that shit looked like Family Feud up there. Real talk. It was people everywhere, and it you. It's funny because 
all these people, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, this person, they, they they drop out. Left every yeah. every two weeks, with somebody dropping, I ain't running for this shit. Tomorrow. Everybody's jockeying for four points up or down out of somebody else's base, and it's like, yo, this is not how y'all going to gain regain control of the country, stupid. No, not at all. And I said it the other day. I'm like, okay, Trump got impeached. Now, what happens when Trump gets reelected? Fucking country gonna explode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's on, the Rock or Two Chains is the only motherfuckers y'all could throw out there. Maybe Kevin Hart. We're a year away. Maybe Kevin Hart. We're a year away from the election. Right. They have no fucking clue who the front no, runner is. No one. You know how bad that that's is? ridiculous. <laughs> like legitimately, like 2006, we knew Obama when was Obama our candidate. Obama gave the speech at the Democratic. You just knew, like, oh yeah, uh, he's they, next they, up. They, they, He's next up. We have no, no light fucking skin boy. He next up. We have no fucking glue. Is he black though? That shit don't matter. He's next, <laughs> he next up. We have no clue who's going to run. Who's going to be the Democratic nominee for president? Only person I really like is like Andrew Yang. I fucks with Yang. You know Yang wants to make uh, online poker like completely legal everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Yeah, he he uh he has a lot of very progressive policies. A lot of his shit I really really like. I fucks with Yang a lot. He's super duper. He got good. my vote so far. Yeah, I'm fucking with uh, Yang. Joe Biden was the people's favorite. When did Joe Biden become like crazy? He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he lost his mind. Joe Biden has when, lost his when shit. When Joe Biden was with Obama, he was like the coolest vice president. And motherfuckers was like, they was what people was literally like, nah, because when Joe run, Obama could be his vice, and then his right. back all like motherfuckers was fucking with Joe. Then out of nowhere it was like, oh no, Joe crazy. Joe's <laughs> Joe crazy, crazy as fuck. Shit. Joe got on television in 2019 and said marijuana was a gateway drug. Yeah. Like, bro, it's not 1982. Some like, shit. We yeah. literally have studies from Harvard how all the top universities in the world right. that tell you you can smoke 3,000 joints and you're and it is not susceptible to you going and doing cocaine, fentanyl, heroin, none of the above. It's been dispelled. It's a, it's a lie. Like if you smoke a bunch of weed and end up sucking <laughs> dick under a bridge for some coke, you wanted to suck you, dick you under a bridge some, You was some on coke. some other shit. Girl, you was on some shit. There are studies that prove crack cocaine is no more addictive than powder cocaine. So with that being said, if you think marijuana is the problem... Yeah. You are way off the fucking mark right yeah. now. Have you not seen how it fixed the state of Colorado? <laughs> Have you not seen how it's fixing the state Yo. of Maryland and all of their fucking problems? Have you not seen what it's done for California for years? Shit, look at... Uh yeah, I watched a real good documentary about Humble County and all that shit. Um, Murder Mountain? Murder, Murder, yeah, Murder Mountain. How'd you know? Yeah. Did you watch that at all? Murder Mountain? Shit was real good. Six-part joint on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, that shit was flying a motherfucker. I didn't realize that shit was like that up there. Motherfuckers literally like pulling trash bags of motherfucking money out the fucking mountain yeah. and shit like that. Like, that's a crazy ass documentary. But yeah, nah, I fucks with Yang. And it's crazy because I really thought Biden would be like just the... Just a, he's just somebody crazy uncle up there running for president. <laughs> I really thought Biden was just like next in line, like after Obama, like sort of like Al Gore and uh, somebody, somebody that was close to him died. Was it his son or his wife? Somebody close to him, his son died. We're about to say his wife. His son died in like the right, I think, at toward the end or right after the uh, second term or whatever like that. He's been fucked up ever since. Like he, he shot the fuck out. He's yeah. a crazy old man. Yeah, it makes sense. And then you got to realize, like, I did business in Delaware. Delawareans are crazy as fuck. Those are strange people. That shit is like Mississippi North. That shit is a strange fucking place, yo. 
Well, like when I used to do uh, corporate sales, we used to call uh, it slower, lower Delaware. Like, oh, you going down to Milford? You going to slower, lower Delaware? <laughs> People would answer the phone and be like, good afternoon, y'all. And you're like, did I just call out Arkansas? Like, who the fuck? <laughs> That's like who am I shit. talking to? Like them people are crazy down in fucking Delaware. So yeah, his his roots are coming back to uh to the forefront. Uh, because a lot of the shit ties in. You got Me Too and Times Up came to the forefront. Then you got the Me Too fix on Dame Dash. Yeah, they kind of leads right into one another. Then you got Oprah and her bullshit. And then you got Bill Cosby and uh, so it's like yeah, we let's talk about Me Too and Times Up. Okay, so. Within the last decade, I'm not sure exactly what year, but uh, Me Too and the Time's Up movement both came to the forefront. Okay, now Me Too is, you got sexually assaulted, Me Too. Exactly. Now Time's Up is, what is Time's Up on pulling your dick out and being rapey and creepy and shit like that. No more. It's two overlapping organizations that don't really align with one another, but it just, it's, it's almost like... Like fucking Scooby Doo, like depending on who gets to the shit first, yeah. that determines who's on the fucking case and who's reporting the shit to the media. But they serve the same exact purpose. Okay. Time's up. I mean, uh, Me Too. I think is the black chick, the one that looked like Kara's one. Kara's two. Kara's two. Yeah. Her. Okay. So she's responsible for that jump. <laughs> so we're ridiculous. <laughs> so. I saw the picture of her desk, the KRS one. They call this KRS two. That's how I remember that. Yeah. All right. So in the last, probably it's been like six or seven years or something like that. These organizations have come to the forefront, which have been absolutely needed. You have people like Harvey Weinstein, people like Brett Ratner, different people who were literally preying on unsuspecting women and things like that. They were trying to break into the entertainment industry and stuff like that and just basically abusing their power and taking advantage of the situation. Harvey Weinstein literally had a fucking fund set up through his company. Any sexual assault lawsuits or sexual harassment lawsuits come through, pay him out of the slush fund. Like... I'm not. I don't have time to deal with this shit. We settling everything. Pay these bitches because uh, it's gonna be more lawsuits coming down the pipe. <laughs> I was I was wilding over I was, the weekend. Yeah, it was it was a long weekend. So, <laughs> oh, I was bugging the fuck out. This <laughs> so when you take yeah. into account or <laughs> people like that, just blatant, <laughs> complete. It's not funny, but it's, it's like, not funny, God, but it is. It's, it's like goddamn. He was wilding, like he was big wilding, like for years, for years. So, with that being said, uh, like I got a savings account just in case I don't get no overtime. <laughs> like you, you got one. like I know it's coming. Shit, I know it's coming. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this bitch gonna want some like, money. Harvey, <laughs> Harvey, Harvey Weinstein was calling 3 a.m. meetings at his hotel, sh- yeah. coming to the door with a robe on, with nothing under it. Yeah, yeah. Have a seat on the casting couch. I mean, the, the couch in the suite, <laughs> like a straight pig <laughs> like, in a fucking blanket. Yeah, sick. You see when the when he was at the restaurant and the guy slapped him. No, I didn't see. He that. was at a restaurant like a year ago, year and a half ago, and some random guy slapped him. Like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing here? Oh, you right. I did. I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of here. He hasn't really uh, been coming outside since all of this shit been going on. So with that being said, um, you have legitimate cases, you have illegitimate cases, and then you have shit that like falls somewhere into the middle into like a gray area. They tried to hit Aziz and Sorry with like some Me Too shit. Basically, once people got hold of the facts, they was like, "This is a bad date. Like this is not like you know what I'm saying some Me Too shit." So basically, what's happened over the last five years in particular? 
all of these different witch hunts and things have come about because of the presence of these organizations. So now it's like, yo, one person come out, say some shit, then it's another person. Then it, but what people aren't considering is that there's always somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings right. on a lot of this shit. Um, you had happened to Bill Cosby. You had it happen to uh, Harvey Weinstein, legitimate case. You had it happen with Brett Ratner, legitimate case. But some of these things are just kind of like, how the fuck did some of this shit resurface? Like now the latest person that's getting hit with it is Dame Dash. In the last three days, Dame Dash has had two different women come out and say that he sexually assaulted them or attempted to in some sort of fashion. And the same lawyer that's behind his split with Rachel Roy, that's also suing uh, suing him on behalf of those guys that are trying to steal the movie from him, right. is the representation for these women. Well, Chris Brown. Chris Brown. The guy that he went viral with the deposition with. To me, shit like that is not coincidental. Right. Like, this is a planned attack to where it's like, yo, and we can't take you out no other way. Regular litigation don't work. We'll just assault your reputation and make you out to be like a fucking monster and get you the fuck out of here forever. And that's what it seems like is happening to Dame. They're trying to railroad the guy. And, um, you know, the prior 25 years that we've known Dame and we've never heard no shit like this. With Bill Cosby, we was hearing little shit here and there. People in the know heard stuff. But now it's like other people that, like, you've never heard no shit like this before. And now it's just like all of a sudden in three days he just raped two pe tried to rape two people. And it's like, how do we get here? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> the internet is crazy. Because the internet doesn't need any facts. Fact. The internet will literally create a fact. They'll just make up a fact. This shit won't be fact. Yeah. Literally, I, I see people say things all the time. And like, we talked about it last week. Tweets be like mini viral. I'm talking about like 20. Like, people don't realize this. If a tweet has 55,000 retweets, then that means legitimately half a million people saw it. Dog, that when that when my weight loss jump, I think I showed it. Yeah. I think I even talked about it on here. It had two hundred and seventy thousand retweets. That I, I haven't seen it since. You know what I mean? But yeah. that, I remember that's where it was at. It was like damn near three hundred thousand retweets. This shit had sixteen million impressions. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it had three hundred thousand retweets. Sixteen million people saw that dumbass picture of me <laughs> that I just posted <laughs> on some random shit. With the shirt that looked like a big tie, all fucking stupid. <laughs> so when you got this many retweets, some it's a lot of people seeing that. Yes. Y'all will just tweet anything, and motherfuckers will halfway believe it. Media takeout, TMZ, Shade Room, Baller Alert. I've literally seen them create multiple posts on a situation. Then the situation like have like no validity. And they just take all that shit down and be on the yeah, next thing. They, but they don't retract nothing. Right. You know, there are no retract. And that, that shit is like kind of scary for where we're at. Because a motherfucker could literally just come out and be like, oh, yeah, Chad, a, a, a flaky businessman. And be like. And then somebody be like, I knew it. Right. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's crazy as shit. But all it takes is one person with an audience to be like, I knew it. That nigga tied his shoes funny. I knew he was on some weird shit. And then it's off to the races from there. You know, um. At my job, driving the bus, you're not supposed to have an Apple Watch. Like you can, you're supposed to wear a watch, but you're not supposed to wear a, a watch that's synced to your phone. Like gotcha. for the Samsung, the Apple Watch. You know how I got my three day? They act, we they threw it out, but they hit me with a three day suspension for driving and texting on my watch. You yeah. know how that shit happened? Somebody called and said I was reckless driving. 
They pulled the video. Was like, yeah, you weren't reckless driving, but what the fuck are you touching your watch for? <laughs> like, that's really right, how, right. that's how the fucking internet and all this shit works. Yeah. Like, yeah, we 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 on some that bullshit, but when we found out that's bullshit, all right, we on this. We on the next thing, and that's really how that shit works. And I watched it with a lot of these different Me Too situations. Like, I knew the, the Me Too shit. I sent it to you and Rob. I knew this Me Too times up shit was just way out of control. I woke up one morning and I saw Ben Vereen. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, first of all, is Ben Vereen alive? <laughs> I was like, yo, fuck it the fuck out. Will Smith fake dad. <laughs> Where we at with it? Like, Ben Vereen was pulled up for some bullshit. And it just, one of the guys at my job was like, yo, what's crazy is, man, Every man got some rapey shit in their past. And I'm like, like speak for yourself. Hold on, brother. Speak for yourself, fam. <laughs> hold on, brother. Speak for yourself, fam. But he like, no, nah, I'm serious. Like, everybody got some situation where, you know, you had to, like, be a little, little aggressive or a little, you know, chicks like that shit. And I'm just like, I don't want to hear no more of this. <laughs> <laughs> you are making I, the accessory to the real shit. I don't want to hear no more of this. Like, but. It's crazy because they literally could just turn that microscope on anything, yes. on anyone, and just, it's crazy as shit. I literally saw the internet tell me how, this was right before I was getting ready to get engaged. I saw motherfuckers, somebody had proposed to his chick, and the chick said no. And people were in the comments like, having a public proposal is such predator behavior. To the point where I'm just like... Should I ask her, like, when we just chilling? Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? But that's really, like, motherfuckers yeah. just create shit. I'll take you one up. I seen a tweet the other day that said, all these men out here that be opening doors and shit, all y'all trying to Duh. do is, is, look, is look at our asses. No thank you. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, like, that shit is crazy. Some of y'all... They'll turn anything into predator. Some of y'all have holes in your head. Yeah. Big ass gaping holes. Like it's crazy. They literally, and that's where like you. I saw you. Is is it good or is it is it bad? It's like it's good to expose if somebody's really on some sexual predator shit, some sexual. Yeah, that shit should be noted, and that yes. way you know women don't fall into the bullshit. You know you don't end up in a cage or chain or radiator. Yeah, that fucking yeah. makes total sense. But when y'all turn it into a man holding the door for you is only trying to look at your ass so he can be. It, it's just what. I just think that once we got to the point where an accusation became like a fact, yeah, that is where the shit started to jump the shark for me. Because you have all of these different, like, I just think it's it's almost to this point where it's just a different measure to tear down patriarchy and the fact that there are a lot of successful men out here, and it's like a feminist movement against patriarchy to be like. We don't want you being the head of this studio no more, the head of this company, or responsible this no more. So we gonna get, we gonna usurp you and get you the fuck up out of here. You know what I'm saying? By any means. Now a lot of these niggas ain't helping because oh was, for sure they was bugging the fuck out in the '80s, and it, it, it's, it's it's such a touch. It's, it's touchy it, all it's, the way around the board. It sounds crazy, but it's like you ever listen to Jim Jones' poem? Yeah, product of my environment. It's like. You know, like, slavery. The shit was awful. It wasn't right. But if you was born in that time, you understood certain things as a white person and certain things as a... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you a product of what the fuck you in and what's going on. So, like, when the first initial slaves was like, man, we out. Other slaves was like, 
These niggas tripping. They gonna kill these niggas. Right. <laughs> you know, then they realize, like, oh no, we gotta get the fuck. It, then you had revolts and taking over. Yeah. That's kind you know what I'm saying? So it's like you look at these situations and it's like all of this shit that's coming back from 88, 89, 90, 90 it's just 73. It, it's just like it wasn't right, but it was the the what was like Rick Ross literally dropped a song where he said, I put Molly All in the champagne. champagne. She don't even know it. Like, Rick didn't even think for a second, like... Because it was culturally acceptable. Eminem has countless songs where he's talking about drugging people. It, it just, it's... And that shit was acceptable. Like, yeah. the music... You can't do none of that shit in music no more. You know what? That's Rick make, Ross you, legitimately almost lost his checkers. Yo, you, you bring up a good point. And I just think that revisionist history... It's the weirdest thing on earth. Is that we don't consider cultural influences and cultural factors that existed that made certain things okay at the time. Not saying that they were even okay then, right. but culturally speaking, we might have been more lenient or or not as vehemently prosecuting some of these different things. Like if somebody gets arrested now and sentenced to death, they literally strap you to a gurney and they inject you with three different fluids and they are, it's literally a painless death. If you got sentenced to death in the 1800s, nigga, you got hit with rocks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then there was a firing squad. And then there was an electric chair. Like, they was throwing <laughs> rocks at you. I was thinking about this shit the other day. Like, could you imagine getting stoned to death? Like when the first rock hits you, you not dead. <laughs> you know what I'm when saying? the 38th rock Real hits you, you might not be dead. Like, but that was what it was medieval times and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not right. And as you go on, you realize, damn, this was barbaric. This was ridiculous. This was, you know, yeah. you look at a uh, Puffy Man. Uh, he was signed a bad boy. Um, G Depp. G Depp. Take this money. Yeah, G Depp. He literally just came out like, look, man, I killed somebody 15 killed years nigga. ago. <laughs> I need to go to jail. <laughs> he just had an epiphany. Like, yo, I did this shit. I need to fucking get my soul together. So it's like, yeah, like, but when he was running around acting a guy, he, you know, he didn't get found on that shit. He ain't found right. that shit. He just literally came out one day like, and I've been smoking this sherm all day. I killed the this nigga 15 time years ago. Yeah. Let me get off this train. <laughs> I done rode the train 44 times back and forth. Let me get off this train and don't give me and three hots in a cut. People don't realize, like, a lot of this shit that went on and it, it just, again, it wasn't right. There are the a culture. lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of victims. And this conversation is, is just two guys, like, trying to talk through something. So I don't want y'all to take nothing we saying as, like, oh, y'all victim blaming or no shit like that. Huh, this is man. just two guys just spitballing, trying to, like, talk through 10 years of like some shit that didn't exist 10 years prior. Um, and there's a lot of, of legitimate victims that are involved in this. Harvey Weinstein was looked at as like a fucking, like a heavy, uh, like a heavy he was hitter. He stalwart of Hollywood. Like he was a heavy hitter up until like th three years. J Harvey Weinstein was sitting on stage with Jay-Z at the Khalif Browder premiere, John. That was like two years ago. Real shit. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, and Dame was literally on this shit with Harvey Weinstein. That's the crazy part about the whole Dame thing now. Dame was literally on the Harvey Weinstein bullshit like six years ago. Right. Like, yo, that boy's on some other shit. I don't fuck with him. He's a weirdo. He do too much weird shit. No, mm. I don't get down with him. And for them to turn around now and have it on Dame is just like, really? Like, yeah. 
And it's, I mean, and, and in the Dane case, it's almost like anything to distract you from the facts of the case. It's like normally what, what, what corporations try to do is they try to drown you in litigation. Right. But when you have the wherewithal and you're like a, like an asshole like Dame and you love going to court and shit like that, it's like we got to try another trick. And you know again, what I'm it's like, like you said earlier, making it to where all these situations, they're not the same. Right. Like, no one's case is the same. So it's like, you make an allegation on this person being a, a creep or doing some creepy behavior. Okay, what did he do? Oh, he was staring at me when I was bending over. Right, well, that, that's that's normal man shit. That's right. not, you know what I'm saying? Then Like, that's not the same as him pulling his dick out in church. Right. You know, like, he was wilding the <laughs> right. fuck out. Like, right. there's something wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all of these situations are just different and have different goings-ons to them. Listen, there was a time in corporate culture, in corporate training they give you sexual harassment training when they onboarding you they would tell you that to be considered harassment it has to be a repeatable action right basically like you get a mulligan on your first one right. like if you say hey bitch that ass looking fat today and she say nigga what the fuck is wrong with you if you do it again it's harassment but right. you get a mulligan on the first jump because realistically you be like that ass looking good today and she be like, like what you doing for i know you see it you know you see it right you know what i'm saying so it could go either way so you get a mulligan on the first one now it's no more mulligans it's over like in reality yo like the way i met me my fiance was like kind of harassing you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, it sounds crazy but I got off the bus and followed her and it's like if she screams and takes a picture like I'm in jail right. it's like it sounds crazy but it's like yeah like real talk it's like just things you were taught as like catcalling and all these different things that all that just, shit is out the window it's just you, it's just going you just can't do it you know what I mean so it's like again like you said taking in the culture and yeah. what was going on around this But what show. about the 11% of women that's like, I miss catcalling? Like, what about what about them? Now they can't get catcalled no more because society says this shit is unacceptable. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like donating to like the D.A.R.E. program. And then they clean up the drugs in your community. You're like, damn, I got to drive over down <laughs> Delaware to grab some fucking weed. He's <laughs> like, yeah, damn. Chili <laughs> one of them jokes. Like, when man, I said, damn, I didn't mean my immediate yeah, shit, man. Y'all done booked the weed, man. Y'all done the weed, man. I got to drive away fish tail go get some fucking weed. Y'all that's some funny me. ass shit. Real talk. But, that's how, but it's like the, these situations. Like, Casualties of war. It's a big difference between, like you said, as Aziz to like, like fucking Bob Barker. You know what I'm saying? Like Bob Barker was wilding the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even get wind of Bob Barker. What was he doing? Uh he the the Diana sued him for uh sexual harassment and forcing her to give him head and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Forcing somebody to give you head is the wildest shit ever. Straight up and down. And that's why I referenced Paul Moody a lot. Paul Moody was like, Bob Barker's an old freak. The lovely Diana had her sucking dick every morning in there. And he was like, um, what the fuck was the joke? He was like, the lovely Diana, she ain't got no cartilage in her knees no more. It's just bones. She ain't got no motherfucking cartilage. The lovely Diana is suing Bob Barker for $10 million for... Apparently, the sexual harassment and shit went on for 10 years, and she wanted a million for every year she was on the oh, show shit. while he was harassing her. And he was like, when they presented it to Bob Barker, he saw, he was like, $10 million? Man, the retail price of that pussy is $45. It's funny, but it ain't funny. It's funny, but it ain't funny. It ain't funny. It ain't funny. It ain't real shit. But no, it's like, like... Out of all the sexual assaults you can commit, 
making somebody give you head is the wildest one. That's crazy because as shit. What if they just decide to I'm, bite you? I'm ripping this dick off. <laughs> like, what do you do? You are at the mercy of your victim in actuality. What do you do? Dog, you got to be crazy to like force a chick to suck your dick and then like actually put it in her throat. You wildin', dog. You're at her mercy. Real talk. If a chick skin me too hard, I'm crying and I'm curled up like a baby. Let alone if you just decide it's over. I'm not not sucking his dick no more at 7 a.m. It's over. You're done. (laughs) At 7 (laughs) a.m. Real shit. Dog. Bob Barker was bugging the fuck Holy out. Holy shit. I didn't know that about Bob. Like, all them old niggas was really, really, like, crazy. Like, when you look at the Bill Cosby situation, it's like, dog, Bill Cosby shit went on for decades. Yeah. Like, decades. The wildest shit about Bill shit is that majority of the women was like, I was going to have sex with him anyway. Why did he have to drug me? Like, Bill was on some freak, yeah. sadomasochistic yeah. bullshit. Yeah. No, I like, I like my pussy dead. Dead. Like, fish dead. Like, like when you go in the market and the fish just be laying like, there. Like, what, Bill? Yeah. Crazy as shit. Like, you already pre-negotiated the pussy, and as soon as you get there, you like, <laughs> drop a little bit of that in there. <laughs> Won't be no talking back tonight. Oh, because the last time the bitch skated, talking about <laughs> she had to go pick her kid up. <laughs> Not tonight. I ain't going for that tonight. Bill was taking matters in his own hands, yo. Bill was crazy. But it's like, you look at that situation, like, it went on for four decades. And, like, how do you get that just comfortable? And that just, like, it's like, I guess it's like robbing a bank. Like, you rob the bank and get away, and then you like, shit, ain't, ain't nobody going to come get me? All right, I'm going down first federal year tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's kind of like that situation where you just turn around now and you just, you bugging the fuck out just, every Friday. People, all it takes is getting away with some perverse behavior one or two times before you normalize it and start thinking like, oh, this is regular. Like, nobody's not going to police this. It's regular. Yeah. Like, when you start making a bunch of money, you start spending a bunch of money, it just becomes regular. It just becomes your habit. Yeah. I tell people all the time, people adjust to it. Somebody have a job making 40 grand. You get a motherfucking raise tomorrow, making another 40 grand. You make 80 now within two pay periods. You literally. You've adjusted you, to your 80K you, lifestyle. You dead ass got your name on overtime list. <laughs> real, I'm, trust me. Real shit. That's real shit. Your rent goes up. Your, what you eat goes up. Everything. You start putting better gas in your car. Just saying <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> real, real talk. You got better socks. <laughs> Everything is better. Everything goes up immediately. It just is what it is. And, like, you start getting to, like, I noticed it. When I really started playing poker, like, really, really heavy, and I was, like, it, it, it just became nothing to me to just haul off and, like, I, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go put 2000 on a blackjack table. And like we like for what? I'm like I'm in the fuck. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you feel this? It keep the table keep looking at me. Real talk. That's how you, it, it just your lifestyle is always gonna be dictated by what you're able to do, and as long as you're able to do something, you keep going and going and go. And that's just kind of how it is. And it's like I look at this whole Me Too movement. <laughs> it's like anything. There's always going to be good and bad. There's always going to be pros. There's always going to be yeah. cons. And the, the fucked up part is now where we have the internet and a 24-hour news cycle. So 3.37 a.m. ain't nothing going on. They like, uh, 
Yeah, Ben Vereen was still in pussy back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's really where we at with it. And then you look up, all the, a lot of these allegations, they come and they just go. Yeah. It's just literally, they come and then they out of here. And there's never the same level of aggressiveness in reporting that it was bullshit. As it, like, Remember the shit happened with Nelly a couple months, like a year ago? Yeah. The girl accused Nelly of raping her in a Walmart and the tour bus and all of those shit. Then they got proved wrong, and then he ended up suing the girl. And they was just like, oh, it's just, just, just dismissed like, or whatever. I, like that. I, I often think about because you mentioned Kobe earlier with him speaking Slovenian to uh, Luca last night. I often think, what if the Kobe situation happens in 2017 as opposed to 2006? They brung it back up when he was up for the Oscars. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if that whole situation with him already having sex with the girl and then going off and doing some more extra shit? And then him going to court, scoring 40 on the nights he went to. What if that actually happened now during the meet? Like, it would be in Kobe. Like, you would Kobe be able to, been out of the league You wouldn't be able to get weeks. in the arena. They would literally have been protesting the arena. It would have been crazy as fuck. And it's just Kobe is still, he's heralded as a basketball yeah. god. Like, his his reputation, it didn't really take a, it took a hit at first. Like the Tiger Woods situation. Took a hit, but he's still revered. He still got all his money. His contracts came back. He's he's still he gets he's gonna get a seat at any arena he ever wants. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods is the fucking captain for the Ryder Cup, for the US team. Like, I look at a lot of these situations where like, damn, what if they would have happened now during this Me Too shit, as opposed to the Biggie situation with Faith. The Dr. Dre, think about Dr. Dre still got to go. Dr. Dre was out here whooping ass left and right. <laughs> whipping ass. Boot it. It's boost ass this time. <laughs> like The Rock used yeah. to say. Yeah. Real shit. And it's just, what if these situations pop? Like, back, the, what, what happened? Like, what if they pop now as opposed to back then? Yeah. These niggas used to legitimately have videos where they was, like, spraying bitches with malt liquor and just, it was crazy. Like, you know, and people look back on it now and just be like, oh, that rat, uh, what was the lady? Um, Pop See Dolores Tucker. See Dolores Tucker. They was steamrolling Snoop and Pac albums and all that, that crazy shit. That was the dumbest shit they could have ever it did. It was weird. I'm gonna go buy 4,500 of your albums and help you profit and then, and then steamroll Nobody didn't donate them albums to get steamrolled. Y'all bought them motherfuckers. Real shit. Like, imagine you a fucking senator or a congressperson and you writing your budget in <laughs> to the fucking uh, whoever whoever is the 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 person that signs off on these fucking payments. Yeah, I need I need ninety four thousand to go buy Tupac CDs oh, for a demonstration so I can steamroll them. So the Me Too shit, where, I, where I'm ending the decade with it is, is like sexual misconduct. No, bad sexual predator. No, sexual deviant. We all got a little deviant in us when it comes to a certain situations. I know I do. Yeah, whatever. You got you you being a deviant in your own house, cool. Don't right. be walking up to strangers being no deviant. For sure. Um, using your power against people, that shit ain't cool. Cause that you know that's just it's slavery. You know what I'm saying? That shit ain't never been fucking cool. So it's like yeah, that's the dope side of the situation. Bringing all these monsters to the forefront, getting them the fuck out of here. I'm with that. Get rid of Harvey Weinstein. Right. Get rid of Matt Lauer. Get rid of fucking. Yo, Matt Lauer had the button on his desk. Like James <laughs> Matt Lauer had to had to. Uh, now you can't leave. What's the nigga from uh uh, uh dodgeball? Dwight Goodman. He had that showing up to the Like yeah, get Matt Lauer the fuck out. That Lauer was bugging. And I know niggas. We we saw um, Dr. Umar this past week give us the most ridiculous <laughs> quote of 2019 with that they had the free mill to kill Bill shit. <laughs> I know y'all don't want to accept it. 
Dr. Huxtable was a fucking predator. Yes. For no reason. Yo, I, I put something up about that shit, like, probably like a year ago, year and a half ago. People got mad, like, friends of people got mad at me for saying that. And I'm like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not casting no asper- uh, Stephen A. Smith or casting no aspergers on Bill. Like, he, he did that shit. No, like it, it sound- if 54 women accuse you of something. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> Listen. You, you probably did that shit. Jules, my man. I love Jules to death, dog. We grew up together. That's one of my best friends. my best friend. You know what I'm saying? A chick a, a, a make an allegation on Jules, it's like, ah, whatever. I, you know, whatever. I ain't tripping off that. Mm-hmm. It just be making shit up. The second one come through, it's like... I mean, I know you that. probably talked to the first day. Yeah, he, 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 I crazy. know that nigga get crazy at homecoming, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the 47th allegation come through, it's like, fam, what the fuck? What the fuck was going on from 97 to and, 2009? And, 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 and they all from 1989 <laughs> to 2006. It's like, what the fuck, dog? Like, but that's really where people, they, like, we talk about it all the time. People can't separate the art and what they love from real shit. Not not putting up, but you could go down for that Bill Cosby shit, drugging and raping me, real shit. Easily. You, you could go down for that, and I mean, like, 55 allegations. Motherfuckers would legit be coming up to me like, so, yo, you think you can get Chad on the phone from jail and get, we can get a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's where people are. People are nuts. They're nuts. They're literally psychos. No, he raped all them bitches, but I'm just saying the, 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 the fans should have to suffer. We, we, we as people are psychotic. We miss tax them. Taxes is crazy. It's like I want a tax podcast. Yeah. It, but you you gotta face facts sometimes. It's like dog. Bill was wilding. Bill was bugging. Left and right. Left and right. Bill was tripping. Bill Bill was so popular and so successful. Bill could have had all of them women come to his house at the same time, and they all would have did whatever the fuck he said. And he chose to like, drug their asses. If he, he would have bought fifty four of them at the house at the same time. At least 40 of them stay. For sure. For sure, for sure. At least 40 of them stay. And a, and he could have said, yeah, um, I'm into some kinky shit. I'm going to be drugging y'all bitches tonight. You may or may not pass out. I'm hitting that hole anyway. Love, Bill. <laughs> and 40 out of 54 is staying to find out what that's like. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. Like... There's almost no limit to what a woman is willing to do if you just ask permission. And if you, it depending on who you are. I done seen lesser men pull off some greater shit than asking a bitch can they dump uh what was what was his what was his shit? Uh Quaaludes. Quaaludes and they saw, fucking champagne. I saw a chick posted John the other day. It was it was a meme and it said, How I carry myself. And it was like a white poodle with like ribbons and like the nicely cut hair. And then the other side said my sexual desires, and it was a wolf with like blood hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up, but it's like, yeah, that's really that's pretty much what it's like. Yeah, real talk. Like, so it just don't even make sense for you. You had as Bill Cosby in the eighties, the most popular black man of all time, ruined it for nothing. Drugging bitches for white women that look like Weird Al Yankovic. Trying to get Beverly Johnson, she ain't go for it. Yeah, Beverly was like, uh. Uh-uh. That she felt it kicking in, fought it. <laughs> fucking Bill, man. That was that's that's crazy. Uh Oprah. Fucking Ofrey. Hey, man. Hey. Oprah. It's crazy because if you would have asked me in 2009, 
I would have legit been like, yo, Oprah legit might like Oprah needs to like run for president. You know what I'm saying? Like I looked at her like that. And then like as the years went on, it's like I don't really like Oprah. Like <clears throat> it's almost like it started for me with Crash. Remember the movie Crash? Yeah. She was real weird about having Luda on the set. Cause you know she doesn't really like like rappers. Yeah. You know that went on for years. Like her, Ice yeah. Cube, her and Luda. The whole Jay had a thing. The whole one, I about to say her and Jay was where it all turned when she actually yeah. hung out with Jay and all of that. But she's always been kind of weird as towards the urban hip hop culture. And I don't even know what that's about because it's like Oprah. You, 60-some-odd years old, what interaction have you had with any fucking rappers? You might have had an interaction with Chubby Checker or two, but <laughs> what fucking rappers were you bumping into? <laughs> fucking Chubby Checker. My pop used to play that. That's when we knew we was having barbecues. You wake up and hear the twist on. He's like, oh, he's cooking out today. Yeah, real shit, man. But, like, I don't know where Oprah went left with uh, a lot of her different things. So... But she she was the executive producer of the Leaving Neverland thing, right? Yeah. Did you watch that? No, I refuse. I watched like no bullshit. I watched like thirteen minutes of it, and it just was so you could feel the yeah. the, the farfanugan in the air. <laughs> you could feel it was bullshit. You could really just feel it, and I just was like, "Yeah, I'm cool off of this, man. I I, I ain't fucking with this." And it's crazy because all of that shit came out to be like false accusations, oh, and they just was like. There was a fucking Twitter thread where the guy was like, listen, I'm going to dispel this whole movie with 12 minutes of research. And then you go down the thread and it's like, on this day, Wade says X, Y, Z. On this day, his mom sends him an email coaxing his memory on such, 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 such. On this day, this guy calls this guy and then he says this. But the guy said, no, that didn't happen. And he's like, no, really re try to remember. And, da, da, da. and it's just like, yo, it's just so blatantly bullshit. That it's like, how can anybody watch this and be like, yeah, Mike did that shit? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's just so blatantly like, it's non, it's nonsensical. The whole shit. It was ridiculous. I, I, I was thoroughly unimpressed with it, with that shit. It was just like, it's a, it was a witch hunt. It was a money, it was a, it was a money grab because they fucking sued in open court like four times. Every time the judge told them eat shit and kick rocks, so they like, all right. What else can we do now to get some fucking money? I don't have any skills. Let's do a documentary. So Ofri's doing a documentary about Russell Simmons now? Wow. About his accusers and all that shit and his history of sexual assault and sexual abuse. Alleged, alleged sexual assault and sexual abuse. Um, yeah, Ofri's tripping. Yeah, Ofri's wilding out. Ofri's tripping. And you know what's crazy? She Has she ever come out against Harvey Weinstein? No, not once. That's wild as shit. And that's part of what 50 Cent was saying. It's like, yo, you didn't say nothing about Kevin Spacey. You didn't say nothing about Harvey Weinstein. You didn't say nothing about Brett Ratner. Kevin Randall. Spacey. Kevin Spacey might be at the top. Oh, man. Because Kevin Spacey's situation was really weird and really, really... What was he... Uh... It was like a, the kid was like 15, 16 years old, and he was at like some, you know, party, some rap party or some old shit, and Kevin Spacey was going for his with a teenage boy. Yeah. And it was some crazy, like he wanted to be with him or some crazy shit, like yeah. marry him or some weird shit like that. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Damn. I forgot all about Kevin that. Kevin Spacey ruined the final season of House of Cards for me. Thank you, Kevin. Fuck he had a Kevin. really, really great movie, um, The Life of David Gale. I never and, saw that. Uh, that shit was awesome. And now look. Freak bull. Niggas was crazy. Hollywood is scary. Like when I see those uh, 
Cat Williams talking about like what Hollywood is going and then uh, oh yeah what they did to Dave Chappelle and shit like that. Then you you ever see Ali Vegas talking about going to like parties and all? And I'll be like, is that shit for real? But then it'd be like when you hear these stories and like these are the elites, the elite actors, yeah. the elite producers, the elite directors, and you just like, so everybody wilding out. <laughs> like, yeah, no, just, that shit is like listen the the couple little glimpses of like Hollywood that I've been around and shit and the stories that I heard it's just certain shit is like bruh like it's unbelievable like once upon a time somebody told me they was at a, a party at Jamie Foxx house and they was just opening doors and they opened the door and Megan Good was getting partied I've heard that like just on the oh shit my bad close the door like I've been at a, a famous friend of my house and like uh what was that singer? The girl from fucking London was there. Uh, Estelle? No, not her. The, uh, uh, Pretty sure it wasn't Adele. No, it wasn't her. It wasn't, <laughs> okay. Like some, she falls <laughs> in between. But like super famous, like uh, keep dreaming, keep keep dreaming. That girl, she was she was like real big in like the mid two thousands and shit. And she was there with him, and he's like a a fucking drug addict. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm. like that Hollywood life be different and everybody really do be hitting everybody and it goes down. <laughs> Jamie Foxx said he walked into the Playboy mansion. <laughs> he said he came in the door and was like, all right, who fuck it? They was like, get out. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said he walked in the door of the Playboy mansion. All right, who fuck it? <laughs> this ain't it, James. Yeah, like no, you guys to cool out, though. We ain't wilding like that, not yet. But um, uh, what was I about to say? Damn, I lost my fucking train of thought. The um, yeah, Ofri, I I I really thought she was going like become up there, and I, I look at Ofri so different now. You ever see the joint she threw up the rock symbol? Like the weird no. rock symbol. You ever seen that video? <laughs> no. She was at a party. It wasn't a party, but it was a Jay Z and Beyonce concert. And she was in the crowd and she threw the rock symbol up like this. <laughs> like it looked like she was building a house. Like that's how she threw the right. I was just she like, threw up the rutabaga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah, I don't really fuck with Ofri, man. I, I'm cool off of her. All right, I want to do this real quick because I see you looking. The top 10 albums. Of the decade. I already have mine. Let me start by saying I tried to put the recession on my list. (laughs) And then I realized that shit was 2008. I started with the Carter (laughs) 3. I was like, oh shit. I was like, damn, Carter 3 was 2008. What the fuck am I doing? My shit got off to a rough start. Listen. <laughs> to say the least, I swear to God, when I was when I was thinking about it yesterday, I'm like, all right, the Carter Three. I was like, um, deeper than rap, and I started. I was just like, when did when did Urban Legend come? And I, I went back, and I was like, 2006. Yeah. I'm like, that was like four. I'm like, all right, I'm ripping the fuck out. Ti like, versus Tip. I'm like, but my first three Jones on my list was before 2006. Cassidy versus the Hustler. <laughs> Yo, all right. So this is this is the list I came up with. This is my top ten. No one else's because I right. know y'all be in my mentions going fucking berserk. All right, at number ten I got wins and losses. 
That might be me being prejudiced, being biased. I don't know. Maybe the Philly in you. Might be the come to the fence in you. Because everybody would tell me shit. I, I didn't like Meek. And I'm like, no, I've really liked Meek. Yeah. And, and wins and losses was him coming back from what we talked about, the most goofiest battle in rap history. Meek coming back and actually putting together a project that stuck, that had good singles, that had shit you could play in a car, shit that could play in the club. And I really think it's his best album. I really like championships, but I think wins and losses is fucking great. Um, at number nine, I got DS2. We talked last week about Future being man of the year. Um, DS2 was a moment. I remember the morning that it came out, the clouds actually looked like the the, the clouds on the smoke on the cover of DS2. So I had that at number nine. Number, ten, number eight, Teflon Don. Now, that dropped in 2010, so that just made it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that album, of course, set Rick Ross up to become... What he became, putting Meek on everything. Yeah, that's his biggest hit to date. Uh, I think I'm Big Meech. You know what I'm saying? That was on there. My favorite Rick Ross song is on there um, with CeeLo, uh, Tears, Tears of, Joy. of Joy. That album was phenomenal. Uh, number seven, I got Forest Hills Drive. <clears throat> um, I love this album because it's right before J. Cole went crazy. Um, sort of like Dennis Rodman's last rebounding title with the Bulls. It's like right before he lost his fucking mind completely. Uh, number six, I got Life of Pablo. People don't like it. I, you don't like it? You serious? <laughs> you don't like Pablo? I like Pablo. I, I don't think, love it. I, I like it. I don't love man, it. And Pablo is fucking great. I know they're arguing with me. Well, they're arguing with themselves in my mentions. Uh, all right, number five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Nothing was the same by Drake. That you know. Self-explanatory. What are we arguing about? Now, number four is going to be crazy, and I was going to piss some people off because <laughs> I give Jay so much shit. Watch the throne. I yo listen to this day. I still play ham and uh, I can't stop stop that shit. Play them all the fucking time. Uh, number three, Good Kid, Mad City. I hated this album at first. No bullshit. Ra, Ra's are like West Coast Connect out there in the rose. So Ra was so heavy on Kendrick, and I got in Ra car and he was listening to not the backseat freestyle, Money Trees. With J-Rock. And I was like, what the fuck is this? He was like, it's Money Trees. It's Kendrick. J and I, it made me listen to, like, Shireen. And then he dropped the joint with Drake. The, uh, with the Janet Jackson sample. Oh, uh, Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. Then Britch. R.I.P. Britch. She was in the video. Then fucking the Drank song took over the fucking radio. And I was like... Damn, and then Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, and then the remake. I'm just like, am I missing something? Like, what the fuck? So I had to, like, go back and really get in a good kid, Mad City. Number two is uh, Take Care. I don't think there's any argument there. It would be number one if our man Yeezus <laughs> wasn't out of it. Yo, my dark twisted, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy might be the best album I've ever heard. Like, as far as just, I hate using the word sonically, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but just the music that he was making for my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It arguably has the best feature of the decade. Right. And Nicki Minaj on Monster. He got Jay in pocket, Pusher T in pocket, fucking even what's his name? Uh uh his weird Saha, Saha is in pocket. It just Rick Ross was in pocket. Fucking it, it, what what could you say about it? It had yeah. a great lead single. It had power. It had Rihanna. It just so, yeah, that's that's my top 10. Wins and losses, DS2, Teflon Don, Forest Hills Drive, Life of Pablo, Nothing Was the Same, Watch the Throne, Good Kid, Take Care, and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. All right, I got some of them, but I got some different ones. I know. I mean, we're different <clears throat> people. 
Um, this is in no order. Um, but I got Take Care. I got the Weekend Trilogy album, which was a the three yeah, I mean, triple I, discs of the three initial mixtapes that he put out. Classic Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra. That was up there. DS Two, Good Kid, Mad City, Damn. I, like Damn was good. It just, I love Damn. I ain't putting it over none of them. Nothing was the same. Teflon Don, my sleeper, Barter Six. I thought about Barter. Listen, when I'm I, going there. When I put DS2 on here, I'm like, Barter 6 didn't have the, the across the board but impact. But it's so fucking but good. But Barter 6 is. It's a masterpiece. The other day when I was working out, um, what's the joint with, uh, with, um, Dirk came, not Dirk, um, Hunter Band, Hunter Band, dropped on the head of any nigga Duke, who wanted me. Yeah. Duke. That shit came on on my, my, my shuffle. I'm like, I forgot all about this, man. Sonically, the yeah. Barter <laughs> Six is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, and every is... piece fits together perfectly. Random, have you heard the uh, the addition to the uh, Holy so shit. Oh, oh. Holy shit. Uh, young lady, Millions. Young lady who listens to the podcast, she was like, yeah, I tried to listen to Thug because y'all was like Thug the best album. She was like, I, I, I. I could, yeah, but like, I ain't really a thug fan. I'm like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, thug album is all that. Listen, that f- I listened to Millions 4,000 yeah, times I played, already. I played Millions like good two, three times. Uh, the John Diamonds with Gunna. Right, listen, Gunna is my pick for the next decade. The hottest rapper, man. I call him Aunt Gunna. Gunna, Auntie Gunna yeah. is on some shit, man. And if y'all don't peep it, like all his features is lining up and his I, I know his solo shit is gonna sound crazy, man. Gunna is about to pass all these niggas. Yeah, in like the next Gunna. the next three years, Gunna's passing everybody. Roddy, Roddy, uh Lil Baby, Da Baby, all Gunna is passing all these motherfuckers. And he's already as talented as them, but he about to pass all of them. Gunna and Dirk got the ball going forward to me. Um, I said no order, but my beautiful Dark Tissues Fancy is number one. It is what it is. It's just, it's just, it's a perfect fucking album. And if he didn't put out so many other records during the Good Fridays run, it would have r- fucked the world up even more than it already did. But being as though we heard some of the records and they still stood the uh, test of time, you got to stretch you just can't get in around your album where you literally have power, all of the lights, monster. Um, what was the next one with Jay and pushing all of them? Uh, so Paul, so Paul, Devil in a New Dress, Runaway. It's just like, what, what the fuck was you doing? <laughs> Every song was a banger that could have fucking. It, it, it. And leading into that with the Good Friday shit, he had Looking for Trouble, which was crazy, and Christian Dior Denim Flow with Lloyd Banks went huh. crazy on there. Um, so he is just so much shit that around was right that around album. Lamborghini Mercy and all of that shit. Like it just kind of at that time was just on. It fire. was on fire. And that was during the whole bullshit from the, the initial Nike run with uh when he was leaving Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton and had the he had the three Louis Vuitton sneaks yeah. and the one Nike sneak. It's just my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. As much as I love Take Care, Take Care was fucking phenomenal. It's this Dark Twisted Fantasy was just like I remember my face when I first heard Monster. I'm just like did Jay get smoked? <laughs> like, what is this? On a good verse, Jay got smoked. On a good verse, he got <laughs> Jay low-key had the worst verse on the whole entire song. Yeah. Like, it's crazy as shit. But, like, that, and then when I heard So Appalled, it was just like, ah, I see what he was doing. Let Jay shine on that. Ah, right. But low-key, I think Pusher had the, Push. the best verse on that. Life is what you make it. Take it how it come. A half a million, 20 is like a billion where I'm from. Oh. 
an arrogant drug dealer, the legend I become. The street said that I'd be dead or in jail by 21. Blackjack, I just pulled an ace in you looking at the king in his face. That shit was crazy. He was acting crazy. I speak the gospel. Hostile. <laughs> Tony's still doing time for what he did. did the nostrils. Yeah, he and Fusher was running that. And I even like saying, I, I, Saha, he's one of them niggas that can rap, but it's like. And on that song, though, got a Trojan in my pocket. His, Matt Lyman. His little, little one liners that he like, was throwing out. I keep a seven on me. I call my joint Lamar <laughs> with a Trojan in my pocket. Matt, Matt Liner. G A T in the Pathfinder. Because <laughs> you niggas got PhDs. Y'all just some major haters and some math miners. Tiger Woods. Well, maybe grab <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot. And then, my honorable mention album of the decade, Bryson Tiller Trap Soul. I'd give that to my... If, what happened to Bryson Tiller? Got rich and stopped trying. Because I honestly, when that album Bryson came out... Bryson Tiller has probably the best record deal in the music industry. When that album came out, I low-key thought Bryson Tiller was like, oh shit. Like, like he's the it guy. Was, it was going to be like Drake and then him. Yeah. Like I kind of put him in front of Tory. Like it's going to be Drake and then yeah. Bryson. And then it was just like, no, <laughs> yeah, don't. He, he was, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Is, he was supposed to sign to OVO. Like it was done. It was a done deal. And then he went to RCA and they gave him the best deal in the music industry. Bryson Tiller's uh, song is responsible for the greatest video meme in fucking Instagram, Twitter history. It was a fight. They was rumbling. And they was on the ground, and Bull was like punching Bull <laughs> on the ground, and he stood up to like drop an elbow on him. I was him. like, "Don't, <laughs> don't!" <laughs> he fell. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I remember that. That was fucking hilarious. But yeah, nah, Bryson Tiller. I remember when that album dropped. It just it was everywhere. Yeah, it was all over social media. It was playing in cars everywhere, and. I I thought like yo Bryson Tiller's the he's about to be the next bull and then just Niz. That's kind of what made me put Forest Hills Drive on this because I remember when I first heard like the drone about him first getting pussy and the wet dreams and yeah. then like no role models and it was just like oh this ain't born center J Cole's really like right. he's establishing himself as like the guy and then. He just stopped washing up and <laughs> he, he grew dreads and. I remember when J. Cole did an interview in the Breakfast Club and he had the fucking, he had the platinum chain on and the platinum rolly. I was like, yes, yeah. it's finally happening. Yeah. And he's turning into Jay-Z. And the next thing I know, he was dirty as shit for the rest a, of his life. He had a hoodie with no string hole, like no <laughs> strings in the hole. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, it's over. Like, it is over. You know what's the funniest part about that shit? I was talking to a chick the other day and she was saying how J. Cole is she loves J. Cole. Like, she loves J. Like, J. Cole's her guy. She loves his music, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. So then later on in, 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 the, in the conversation, she was like, I was like, some, some, something, do you drive? And she was like, oh, no, I rarely ever drive because I walk to work. And I burst out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and she couldn't understand why. That's it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck is so funny? I'm like, because J. Cole makes make music for niggas that, that walk to work. work. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are. Oh, that was so. I forgot all about that shit, yo. Yeah, the evolution of it was J. Cole make music for niggas that ride their bike on the expressway. <laughs> but nothing beats walking to work. Real shit, man. But yeah, that, those are my top. <laughs> no, 10 I, albums, I, I rarely. I don't drive. I walk to work. Yeah, I burst out laughing off of that shit, man. Life is fucking is just funny on its own. Do you want to talk about R. Kelly's decade? Oh man, the R, the aura, the aura, the aura. I mean. I'm starting to feel bad for R. Kelly, man, because 
He had them two girls sit there with him in the interview and tell all them lies. And then as soon as the money ran out, it was like, oh, no, this nigga beating us, too. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga beating us, too. Free us. They said, we can't get in the condo. This nigga beating us, too. (laughs) You mean to tell us we can't get in the penthouse? Oh, no. This is no way to live. I can go back to my parents' house for this shit. (laughs) I can go back to my parents' house for this shit. Remember JJ called his mom when they raided the fucking condo. Real shit. Like, dog. It was like, they really was riding with all. It was riding. Yo, riding. That nigga did like an eight-month stretch in jail. They like, oh, no. They took the condo keys back. You gotta go. That's crazy as shit, man. They said, so you mean there's no money in the account? Like, The craziest part about, again, it goes back to the Me Too situation that blew up over the last decade. If the Me Too shit had been there in 2002, 2003, when the Mm -hmm. initial shit started coming out, the the sex tape came out. It's crazy because... R. Kelly don't even get a chance to like, he he don't make it to this. No, you know what I'm saying. He don't get re-prosecuted. It's, it'd have been over the first time. Right. We wouldn't have got ignition remix. Definitely wouldn't have got ignition. Trapped in the closet. Chocolate. Factory. Contagious. All of that shit wouldn't have happened. Step in the name of love. None of it. Happy people. You saved me. Hair I'll dresser. Never leave you. Hair braider. We didn't really need hair braider, <laughs> but you know whatever. It's like. But yeah, R. Kelly shit was literally almost two decades ago. Yeah. And he's still at the forefront of that whole thing. Yeah. Like when they talk, they literally, R. Kelly's in the top three names they throw out. You know what I'm saying? And I look at it like, damn, like the craziest part of it all is the same way Kobe got back to being basketball royalty or the same way that like, who else kind of got away from their shit? Um... Dr. Dre, in a, in a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, the way they... they Dre they, was whooping ass, man. Dre was whooping ass. I can't ass. emphasize it enough. Dre made $950 million in the last decade. The prior decade, Dre was whooping ass. Whipping some ass. It's boost ass. Whenever I hear that <laughs> fucking quote, it made me think of Dre. I don't know why. But yeah, it's like R had a chance to return to, to the glory. He could have gotten back to it. If when the initial sex tape came out, he would out, just chill out. He just would have stopped. Like, yeah. yo, you know what? All y'all bitches go. Here goes here go seventy five grand a piece parting gifts. Giving you bitches your freedom papers. Yeah, I'm signing here. Give me my <laughs> give <me> my pen. <laughs> signing all you bitches freedom papers. All y'all get out of here. And he would have just kept dropping them hits, and then just like went off and been an adult and got married, got back with his wife, whatever. He yeah. could have legitimately skated, but it's like. The, these bitches are still in your house against they pay. Like it wasn't gonna be, but for so long before the parents fucking sparkle ran out of money. You just knew yeah. all this shit eventually was gonna come falling down, and here we are at the end of it, to where it's just like the aura is in jail. What a nappy frill. Like your your music is literally getting taken off of all these different junk. I have it downloaded, you know what I'm saying? But it's like they're literally taking this shit off Spotify and taking this shit off YouTube and doing all this crazy and it's just like like you an idiot. Like you bored this shit on, on yourself. yourself. You bored this shit on yourself. They say the hardest advice to take is your own. And it just be like, damn, like 
that's where it just be like, damn, is it really a sickness or is it just the the, the fact that you feel lawless when it when it come to all this? Right, combination of both. Because in our situation, I look at it a little bit differently than a lot of these. Uh, our heads, the aura had so many enablers. All these other situations was like you was in a position of power and you was leveraging that right. against these vulnerable women. R. Kelly literally had like parents, prosecutors, yeah. police officers, and everybody <laughs> on payroll. Everybody was helping with this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like you had Stone Cold gangsters helping with this nutty shit. Yeah. People were literally giving him their kids. Can you make her a star? Barry I Hank- ain't make nobody a star. Barry Hankerson, for those that do not know, the CEO of Blackground Records, R. Kelly's manager for a long time, also discovered Timbaland, Missy Elliott. All- He's a stone cold gangster. My man Esco used to be signed to him back in the fucking 90s. <laughs> Barry Hankerson is a fucking G. He gave Aaliyah to R. Kelly. Hey, you go. She fine, ain't she? Like, <laughs> it's crazy as shit. But it's like R had so many enablers around because R was writing hit after yeah. hit after hit. Once the uh, Space Jam shit, R. Kelly was literally writing his own check. Oh. This motherfucker was legitimately, like, in a in an era where black artists weren't necessarily making $25, $30 million and shit. R. Kelly was doing that shit every year. Yep. Like, literally every year. And it was just like, oh, no, like, you really, like, the guy. Like, because you're not just singing. You're writing. You're producing. You're creating all of this yeah. fucking music. You just look at that little stretch after the initial sex tape run where he literally gave everybody he could a hit. Everybody, Nick Cannon got a hit. Nick Come gave, get a hit. He gave Birdman some hits. Come get a hit. <laughs> you want one? I got him. Come get one. He gave Cassidy a fucking top ten single. Crazy as fuck. Wearing a Zorro mask. Wearing no a doubt. fucking Zorro mask. <laughs> <laughs> a pink jaw with a shoe and sleeve. Yo, if you ever in a party and a nigga walk in with a shoe and sleeve and a Zorro mask, it's you in the with, wrong a, with party. a future hat, it's like you got to get the fuck out of there. He don't pink Tim's in that video. Kills was fucking the fuck out. Bro, shit. He had a pink Zorro mask, a pink shoe and sleeve, and pink trees on. Kells was bugging, but the song was hot. Nuts. We got room keys. They had room keys that said Cassidy on them. Like, it's it just, it's crazy, but it's like, yeah, Kells really had an opportunity to skate and just use this last decade doing nut shit. Yeah. I like, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I love Ignition, but I do not feel sorry for the man. I just felt sorry for him because his, his last two bitches left him. <laughs> it's just like, damn, uh, who can you trust? Y'all just spent my last little 400000 up. You remember Rosebud on American Pimp? Yeah. He was like, the boy asked me, like, so, so you married now? He's like, been married for 14 years, got two lovely daughters. And he was like, so how'd you give up pimping and become like a, a house husband with a regular job? He's like, well, I always said I was going to pimp till I was down on my last hoe. Then I was going to marry the bitch. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> He's like, I married we've been married 14 years, and I got two kids, and I work it off. For the new listeners, American Pimp is a theme throughout the show. That nigga said I was going to fucking pimp till I was down to my last hole. I was going to marry this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. But no, it's like, Kells literally had a shot. For all of the nonsense, the Me Too shit and everything, Kells had a shot to really, like, get away. 
not get away like on some criminal, but just he had a chance to really to change, change his life his and just perception yeah. to change the way people look at him. Because at the end of the day, it's all perception. People have think Tiger Woods is a sexual deviant who was fucking out. What Tiger Woods wasn't raping nobody or taking advantage of my yeah. Tiger Woods was just wilding, throwing dick everywhere. <laughs> Oh, you work at Denny's? I mean, let me get, let me got something to talk to you about. Work at Lowe's. I see you waiting for the bus yesterday morning to go to Lowe's. He was hitting regular, like just regular yeah. eight dollar an hour bitches. He didn't care. He was wilding the fuck out. But Tiger's revered. He still looked at like a fucking god in the golf world. He yeah. got back, won a major, and he's fucking the 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 biggest thing in U.S. golf still. Biggest draw in the sport. R. Kelly had a shot because he he was that talented and he did that much work. He had a shot to get back to right. that as far as the music R and B game, but he just couldn't come off of the the wild weird the uh, the wild out weirdo shit the aura shit that he was on. Um, I don't want to talk about the Sterling affairs. Did you get into them? Great, weren't they? I I, I didn't know because you didn't tell me, bitch. What do you mean? I didn't tell you. You know everything before <laughs> I know it. All right. So somebody, because somebody, and the reason I brought it up to you is because somebody asked me, um, why didn't y'all do a best podcast category mm-hmm. last week for like the year? And I was just like, honestly, I don't listen to enough different podcasts to like really feel like I have an objective. You listen know. to Drink Champs and Joe Rogan. I listen to Joe Rogan when the when the guest is interesting. I listen to anything that Joe Rogan is talking about. I can't really get into there was like, one. I was I've caught myself right. I was watching one where it was like a guy that was like pro dinosaur versus a guy that said dinosaurs didn't exist. I'm like, why the fuck am I watching? This? I watch one. I watch nine of those clips. I watched one John one day where it was him and one of them MMA motherfuckers, and they were discussing the Area 51 takeover. And they were smoking weed. Yeah. While, and I just was like, I was like 37 minutes in. And I was like, I'm not high enough to understand this shit. Like, because that's where they get so far out yeah. with like the conspiracy theories and all of that. I just love the deep dives and just how like the minutia of his but show. But that's that, like, you ever see the one with Killer Mike? Yeah. Because they started going left. Once they started getting really high, they started going like super duper left. And it's like, it'd be funny as shit. But some of the Jones just be like, I ain't high. You know, I like, watch all that shit. So I, I love Joe Rogan. Uh, um, um, I like Stone Cold's podcast when he got an interesting guest. They come up there and yeah. shoot. They call that's what they call talking about wrestling yeah. secrets and shit like that. That should be kind of fun. But um, I fell back a little bit from Brilliant Idiots. Um, I haven't seen Brilliant Idiots in forever. I, I, I just a lot of and the local podcasts. I, I try. You know I'm, what I'm saying? We're sorry. Yeah, I try. <laughs> but um, somebody asked me like, what do you think was the best podcast of this of this past year? Like, what was the show? And I was like. I don't necessarily think ESPN is the best podcast, but I'll tell you this. The Sterling Affairs was by far and away, I don't know if you agree, it was the best put-together shit. So um, Donald Sterling, for all y'all that don't know, is was the owner of the Clippers. And Ramona Shelbourne basically did a five-part series. It's five parts to it. It's a five-part podcast where they basically discuss everything from Donald Sterling's inception into Los Angeles him with his wife, him with V. Stiviano, him becoming a Clippers owner, him losing all of that shit, and then the goings-ons of it. And it basically breaks down how he literally, sort of like how we talk about R. Kelly, how we talk about Bill Cosby, we talk about all these different guys, how he literally became, like, lawless. How he literally got to where, like... He, he's like West Coast Trump. It's like, kind of yeah, He literally became, like, nah, he drove himself nuts because yeah. he didn't... So basically, he shows up in L.A., his real name is Donald. What's his real last name? 
It's like something crazy Jewish, but yeah, like, it's not yeah. Sterling though. Okay, he changed. Basically, he was a lawyer. He start was he started out as a lawyer, right? He started out doing um, uh, no, he did something super regular before. He was a lawyer. No, I'm saying before he was a lawyer, he was like doing super regular stuff with his dad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I before he was, was a lawyer, he was basically he became a lawyer. Gotcha. He basically they moved to L.A. Him and his wife, and he wanted to basically. Be rich. Like he wanted to be rich and live the rich lifestyle or whatever, whatever. And his first thing was, we can't be rich and have these last Tokowitz. That was his name, Donald Tokowitz. He did he couldn't be rich and had that last name. He's like, we have to have a name that exudes wealth. So he was like, he just picked up a book one day and started going through it, looking for names. And he saw Sterling and was like, Donald Sterling. That's it. Changed their name to Sterling. Him and his wife, they their real name is Tokowitz, but they changed their name to Sterling. This motherfucker, basically, he started buying up property in L.A. He was buying apartment buildings. Jerry Buss, who wound up buying the Lakers. Mm -hmm. People don't even know this. Donald Sterling is the only reason Buss got the Lakers. Crazy as shit, right? Holy shit. So, basically, Jerry Buss was in real estate, but his thing was buying and flipping cribs. Donald Sterling was buying apartment buildings and renting shit out. So, he, they said at one point, Donald and Shelly Sterling were the largest independent landowners in uh, in Los Angeles. Damn. They had they 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 literally call uh uh Koreatown. Yeah. It's called the the Sterling Corridor because they owned every building going down a stretch in Koreatown in Los Angeles. So basically the way it worked was Dr. Bus was flipping cribs. Like so let's say you flipping houses yeah. and I'm buying apartment buildings. So Jack King Cook had gotten into some trouble. He went through a divorce. Jack King Cook owned the Lakers. He owned the Lakers and he owned the Forum. Jack King Cook got into a divorce. He basically was going to sell the Lakers in the Forum for $70 million. He negotiated a deal to sell them to Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss was like, bet. The day before the deal was supposed to go through, Jerry Buss like, shit, I ain't got enough cash. I need to make a quick move. He didn't even know Donald Sterling. Yeah. He knew of him. Like, you getting paper in West Philly, I'm getting paper in South Philly. Right. We know of each other, but... I can get to you. Right. He basically showed up at Donald Sterling's house like, look, I got this deal to buy this basketball team tomorrow and buy the arena. $70 million. I don't got enough cash. I need some quick cash. Shelly Sterling was like, him and Donald, rolled. A, they rode around that night in the car Basically, like, I'll give you this house, I'll give you this house. Basically picking out cribs that he was going to sell him in the morning so mm -hmm. he could get the cash. So Shelly was like, Donald Sterling picked out, I think it was 11 houses, he said, 11 cribs. The next morning, she was like, they didn't even come home. They sat in a parking lot in the, in, in the bank. Like oh, the, waited for the shit to, so that they could Waited for the deal. bank to open. Donald Sterling gave him, basically took him in, cashed him the fuck out. He gave him the deeds to the joint. Dr. Buss goes and buys the Lakers. He buys crazy. crazy as shit. He goes and buys the Lakers. He basically, they said that when, when he bought the Lakers, when you bought a ticket to the Lakers game, it was basically like the movies, like sit wherever you want. <laughs> but he, they said Dr. Buss was the one who was basically like, these seats should cost more than those seats. Those seats should cost more. To, basically, he created the modern-day seating structure in right. sports because that shit wasn't there. Basically, when you bought a ticket, you guys, anybody older, you bought a ticket to go to the arena, first one there, you sitting courtside. Right. I'm, I'm, I was there since <laughs> noon, nigga. I'm courtside. On the wood with it for $8. So it's like... <laughs> he created that. He created the Laker girls. He created Showtime, like basically making it a spectacle. Yeah. Spectacle. Drafted Magic Johnson. He bought the Lakers in 78. Drafted Magic Johnson in 1980. 
Rest is history. Rest is history. So Donald Greatest Sterling, owner in American sports. Right. So Donald Sterling saw the impact that he had in Los Angeles with the Lakers and was like, oh, shit, I need to get a team. Damn, that's, that's what the fuck I want. I want to be known and wealthy or whatever. He goes and buys the Clippers. The Clippers were in where were Diego. San Diego. He buys the Clippers in San Diego. He's like, yeah, you know, all right, cool. I own a team now. But they was like, he was like the worst, cheapest motherfucking <laughs> owner on earth. And it goes back to show just how he was as far as yeah. his antics and shit like that. So basically, Donald Sterling, they, the, the old Clippers players was like, this motherfucker was legitimately to the general manager. Like when he saw the like the rundown for like expenses, like, do we got to pay for their socks? Can't they buy their own socks? <laughs> like that's the tip he was on. Winds up moving the team from San Diego to Los Angeles. Because he wanted to have a team in L.A. Yeah. So that's how you wound up getting the Clippers and Lakers both in Los Angeles. Now, of course, the Lakers are the best team in sports. Clippers are, the, worst fucking la- are the last <laughs> worst team in fucking sports. So basically, the, the whole two second and third part goes through. He had so many situations before the whole Vistifiano Magic Johnson situation. Yeah. He had, like, they basically were showing how he had a slave owner's mentality. He would basically bring his friends, all his side bitches, all that. He'd bring them into the locker room and, and come, like, come look at my, come look at my slaves. The, like, yeah. Look how strong they are. Look at those muscles. The, um, the Blake Griffin story. The Blake Griffin is shit crazy. is the craziest shit on earth. He didn't so, even want to talk about that again. Dog, Donald Sterling basically has these famous white parties that he does every year. So when he first drafted Blake Griffin, you know, Blake Griffin's the man come from Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, he had him come today. It was like it was customary for, like, Clippers players to come. But, like, Chris Paul, all of them was like, Quentin Richardson was on. Quentin Richardson was like, yo, I'm literally like, first John, I'm like, all right, when can we get the fuck out? Like, I don't want to be the first player to bounce. But, like, right. when, when the team rolled, I'm like, he introduced Blake Griffin at the fucking white party. He thought Blake Griffin was Spanish. So he started speaking. He thought he was Mexican. So he started speaking Spanish when he introduced Blake Griffin because he thought he was Mexican and shit like that. Uh. Yeah, like literally the man just had a history of crazy shit and it goes through like all of his lawsuits. Basically, he was a slumlord. That was yeah. what he and he they literally got him on tape saying like I only like renting to the Asians. I don't like renting to blacks because they're lazy and they break shit. I don't like renting to the Latinos because all their families be in the fucking apartments. I like renting to the Asians because they'll take whatever you give them. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker was wowing for decades. Like He was fuck? bugging the fuck out. And it, it literally goes through everything with like his side hoes, all of the shit he was doing when it came to, like, his discrimination practices. Like, he was getting hit with lawsuit left and right. And all of the shit he was doing as an owner that they kind of just, like, brushed to the side. Right. And then the whole shit with V. Stiviano blew the fuck up. And then he has the thing with, like, Magic Johnson, why would you? And they even got him on there, like, still going about Magic. Like, what, what, what did he do? He's got AIDS. <laughs> like, what did he do? He fucked every woman in every town. He's disgusting. Is it disgusting? You like he's still wilding the fuck out. So basically, it um it culminates in him, you know, having to sell the team. Yeah. So basically, his wife basically went against him and got two doctors to basically rule that he was too incompetent to run the team. To run the team, and she got the team, and she negotiated the sell with Steve Ballmer for the team. So Steve Ballmer's on there. Steve Ballmer's like. The day I met Donald Sterling was the weirdest thing, like, ever. Because I'd already negotiated the sale with his wife. And Donald Sterling was like, I'll agree to it, but I want to I meet this guy. So Steve Ballmer was like, I came to his house. You know, he, he exactly what he looked like on television, exactly what you would think he would look like in real life and how he would act in his demeanor yeah. or whatever. Steve Ballmer said, I came in, and he was like, 
the first thing out of Donald Sterling's mouth was, so you want to buy my team? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, so let me ask you this. Shelly told me $2 billion. You really have $2 billion cash to buy this team. And Steve Ballmer was like, yeah, I got the $2 billion cash. He was like, you got to be the dumbest motherfucker I ever met in my life. You got $2 billion. Why is it your bank? Why is it your money in the bank in gold? Are you paying bills? Like, why do you have $2 million cash? And Steve Ballmer was like, Dude, I'm the CEO of Microsoft. I have $30 billion. <laughs> but he was like, this is how spaced out he was. Because he didn't even know who Steve... Like, he didn't, even, know he didn't he even get it. He didn't even understand it. Like, you know, and it, it's 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 really the best Man. podcast you could listen to. We'll start listening to it tonight. As soon as, it, I, as, soon as I get out of it's here. It's phenomenal. It was really... And it, you you really get an understanding of just how fucking nuts right. and thrown <laughs> off he really was. Like, a lot of the shit he was doing, saying, his scumbag tactics and practices, his discrimination, it... It's definitely the best podcast I've heard in a very, very long time. Um, one last note for the decade. LeBron James is athlete of the decade. Male athlete of the decade. Serena, Serena was Williams female. Was the female athlete. Um, I don't think there's any argument. Yeah, there was. they were trying to make a case for Steph Curry, and I'm like, I love Steph Curry, but no. <laughs> like, no. No. Like, I ain't going to hold you. If, if, if it wasn't LeBron... Best male athlete, it'd probably be like Usain Bolt or right. what's the swimmer? Michael Phelps. Yeah, like it, Steph Curry. I don't even think Steph Curry would go into the top. Like, because you, you would legitimately have to be like the dominant force yeah. in your sport to even get, you know, like Tom Brady honestly would go above Steph Curry. Steph Curry. You exactly. know, like it just doesn't even make logic. Because Tom what, won, what, three more Super Bowls in a decade? Yeah. And three prior decade, and then three more in this one. Real shit. He would go up there, fucking um. Baseball, probably not. Uh, what was that fucking? It was like a pitcher that was from like the Detroit Tigers that won all these fucking side. Verlander. Verlander, Justin Verlander. He, he kind of flamed out towards the end. Of that. <laughs> yeah. Flamed out towards them, but he he had a good start to the decade. Yeah, but now LeBron was just. You know, I saw the NBA did the top twenty dunks of the decade. Did you see that? No. Number one was the uh, DeAndre Jordan, the Chris Paul lob, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number two was Giannis on the fast break when he jumped, and I was just like. That ain't even close to number two. Yeah. The D Wade spin, the Blake Griffin Jones over Pau Gasol, LeBron over Nurkic two seasons ago, and right. Jason Terry. Yeah, like that Jason Terry Jones still. That legitimately was like the turning point for LeBron. That was when it was just like he became like fuck all y'all. Right. That the ball didn't hit the ground. They got the ball on a steal. It went from Norris Cole to Wade to Chalmers to the lob. Boom. Boom. And just stared down. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. Brown the best day going yeah. <laughs> I love that play to this day. But yeah, LeBron had to be best male athlete. And then Serena is like yeah. Nicki Minaj in 14. It's like, you know, who the hell else? <laughs> it you, is what it is. Who else you going to put up there? Overall, the decade was... It was up, down, and around. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I can yeah. fuck with it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, I'm scared as to where we're going with the internet, with the... The other day on Facebook, tell you how crazy this shit was. So, Hoop Central made a post. Okay. Drew Holiday has two brothers in the NBA. 
One is on his team. The other one is on. What's the other one on? No, they're they're both on the uh, Pacers. Right. Yeah. They're both on the Pacers. Right. They're both on the Pacers. He's on the Pelicans. Pacers and the Pelicans played the other day. All three of them swapped jerseys, sort of like Ante Dacumbo did with his two brothers yeah. last week. So at one point they were all on the floor. The two brothers were on the floor for the Pacers. He was on the floor for the Pelicans. They became the first trio of brothers to ever be on an NBA floor at the same time. Hoop Central made a post congratulating them. Congratulations, Drew, both his brothers, becoming the first trio of brothers in NBA history to be on the court at the same time. People went ape shit in the comments. You motherfuckers must ain't seen last week when Giannis and his two brothers played each other and they swapped jerseys. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. And I'm just like, folks... They were not. On they were the court. never on the court <laughs> at the same time. This is why the title of this post says, "Congratulations to Drew and his two brothers becoming the first trio of brothers to play on the court at the same time." At the same time, one of Giannis' brothers doesn't even play. He didn't even get in the game. <laughs> These motherfuckers, and I'm just like, I, this, my my comment. People are unapologetically my wrong. My comment has like twenty eight thousand likes, and <laughs> I'm not, like, it's just crazy because people really cannot like. Read the other day on my IG store, I literally broke down how to use the difference. Words. I, I people cried. were going crazy. This <laughs> shit went everywhere. And it's just like, it's wild because people really don't know the difference between through and through. Or no and, and no. no. They don't. The, people, <laughs> the other day, I saw um, a girl made an accusation about somebody in Philly. Uh, beating her, okay. like like putting hands on oh, her and yeah, shit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I know who that was. And then I saw his rebuttal to the situation. It was so many grammatical errors and and I'm just like fourth grade dropouts. I, I'm just like yo, this shit is it's it's just crazy because this is like normal to folk. Yeah. Like nobody like just ask people what a run on sentence is, or what a semicolon is, or the proper way to use parentheses. No one knows. <laughs> it just be like, this is basic shit. Yeah. Like, people really do, like, people will really be like, yeah, I'm going to the <laughs> store. <laughs> you know what I mean? This shit be crazy. Watching them write it. Like, anytime y'all got to get past a caption that's like eight words long with like, you're, he he know the vibes. You're fucked. Anything past that <laughs> is fucked. crazy. And I was literally saying it the other day. I'm like, I'm scared for where we're going because like, the simple things that you're supposed to know and learn, like just simple mathematics or simple grammar, simple spelling, it's just gone. All and, fourth grade dropouts, bro. And, and like, I, like, I literally said it the other day. I'm like, it don't bother y'all when your kids go to school with no book bag? Because I, I drive the bus. So I, I take the kids to right. school every day. I take Literally, I take the kids to Roxborough every book before this. I take the kids to Roxborough High every day. Niggas get off the junk carrying a water. Like, they're going to the gym. <laughs> it be like, where are your books? But I go put this work in. Where are your books? They come out of the school. No Every bags. day did they homework at, at, at school. And, and it's, it's wild as shit. I, I really said it the other day. I'm like, I'm scared for where we're going because it's like, yo, folk really just be out here. Yeah. Folks with kids really just be no Real plans, shit. no goals, no nothing. So it's like that shit kind of bothers me a little bit because then I turn around and I get on, like, the social media and I watch... Everybody have an opinion. Everybody have a have an opinion about everything. Uh, uh, like everybody has like the 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 cure. Yeah. Everybody has the antidote, and it just be like, you, no, you you don't. I mean, people are overly opinionated, unapologetically wrong. Um, people will be wrong, and in the face of overwhelming evidence that they are wrong, still won't delete 
a comment or a tweet or whatever because it's gotten so big and yeah. so popular yeah. and created so much traffic. Um, we talked about, you know, just Twitter opinions just needing to go away altogether. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid for where we're going. These people are not that bright, and a lot of them have platforms. And it's crazy because one of the, like, the old heads of my job get a little upset with me and whatnot. Because they'll be like, oh, you think you know everything. And I'll be like, I, my thing is this. I don't think I know everything. When I don't so don't know something, I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid to go obtain the knowledge. Right. That's the world we live in. We literally live in the information. You era. can find out anything. You can find out any fucking thing you want. So when I talk to you, it's me not making some shit up. I know what the fuck I'm talking right. about. I already thought about this. I literally was uh with, with at my. I told you I went yesterday and uh, with guys from my job. We went to go watch the games or whatever. Yeah. And I was telling them how it's crazy through all the bullshit. Dak is really battling for the passing record for the passing uh lead this year. Yeah. And my homie was like. Fuck out of here, Dak ain't the fuck up there. I'm like, dog, Dak and Winston came into the day. Dak's like fucking 250 yards behind Winston. He was like, James Winston ain't number one in fucking yards. I'm like, are you fucking high? <laughs> and and it, he literally was like, Aaron Rodgers or one of them. And this is how I know. He was like, Aaron Rodgers or one of them got to be number one. I'm like, so you don't know. You you just literally <laughs> you said, just made it up. you said Aaron Rodgers or one of them. So it could be Aaron Rodgers. Elroy from the Justice. <laughs> it could be anybody the fuck up there, as far as you know. Dog. So I told him, I was like, dog, the five motherfuckers that's leading in passing yardage this year, I'm like, we got a shot at none of them going to the playoffs. And he was like, and let me see. Because I, I know you on making this shit up. And I'm like, go look it up. I'm like, it's Jameis Winston, <laughs> it's Dak Prescott, it's Jared Goff, it's Matt Ryan, and it's fucking uh from the Chargers. What's his name? Uh Rivers. I'm like, they're the fucking passing yard leaders this year. And I'm like, Dak and Prescott, Dak and uh Winston are going back and forth for the fucking lead. So sure enough, he went and looked. Jameis Winston is number one. Right. He finished number one. I think he had like 5,100 or something like that. Dak finished with 4,900. Rivers finished three. No, golf finished three. Rivers finished four. And Matt Ryan finished fourth. None of them are in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right. The only one who had a winning record, I tweeted earlier, was uh Phillip Rivers. Like they and they were not. I mean, uh, golf. They were nine and seven. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the craziest shit ever. But I'm literally sitting there yesterday with somebody. After I have done the work, <laughs> I look. I know this because I've been watching it for the last right, two weeks. Because right. I was, you know, I'm a Dak. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm looking for Dak to have the passing John for the year. I'm like, damn, Dak need to have two 360 yard games just so you had this motherfucker. Hopefully, Winston come out, throw two quick picks. They get him the fuck right. out or send him down because that shit don't matter to them in no way. Sure enough, they let Winston play the whole fucking game yesterday <laughs> just to end the season on a right. fucking interception. Fucking weird. But I'm like, I literally have done the work. I know what I'm talking about. And then you, who tells me, I think I know everything, hauls off and says, Aaron Rodgers, one, one of them, them. got to be up. <laughs> That's where we at in society. Motherfucker will not know, not put no work in, but argue with you. And, and tell you you're wrong. Crazy as shit. I'm afraid for the future, in the words of Jigga Man. Hopefully we're back next week. Uh, I think we'll be back. Um, you know, we got a live show to sell. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, go to punchlinephilly.com. Get your tickets for TRPE Live, third anniversary show. We're going to have a lot of dirty guests. We're going to have a lot of clean uh, people that are coming to the show to see us. We're going to be up there talking some shit. We got 90 to 120 minutes to make y'all laugh. That's what the fuck we're going to do. Or not, but, you know, we'll try. We'll try our best. Regardless, I'm getting paid. In <laughs> doesn't even matter. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put our rider together. I need, I need fifty wings. Yeah. Half uh, plane, half. Uh, What's a rider? 
your writer is uh, like see your that see that fast how I ask yeah. I don't want to speak into yeah, see your, that yeah your writer is, uh, is is your request from the venue okay. when you're doing a show and is, is it spelled like writer W R I T E R no 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 like you're riding a bike yeah writer R I D E R oh uh, okay yep so it's basically our requests from the venue comp tickets drink tickets etc shit like that because we're talent. I got to ask for some stupid shit just on the stream. <laughs> if you get bored, just look up Bram Celebrity Writers. Yeah. They okay. put the goofiest shit on there. The funniest shit Who is ever. that? No, like anybody. Like okay. they'll post like at like any like artist. Oh, okay. Just like the goofy shit they be asking. Yeah. I saw something. Like, like green Skittles only. Now that like you mentioned like that. it, I remember a girl on Twitter was tweeting about. I can't remember what. I want to say it was Big Boy from Outkast. So one of them, I, I don't want to, don't quote me, but it was one of them, them Dungeon Family, Goody Mob, one of them. And she was saying how he wanted a specific type of liquor, sandwiches with the corners cut off. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, it was shit like, yeah, you were absolutely right, yeah. I, forget, I got a copy of the Baby's Writer somewhere. That shit was hilarious, the shit that he asked for. Was like, Janet Jackson travels with a chef, and he's the only one allowed to prepare shit for her. My homie worked at Four Seasons, yeah. and in the middle of the night, she wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He came down to make it in the kitchen. Holy shit. Like, they wouldn't, nobody in the staff can make it. We ain't gonna let you poison the queen. Hey, you just don't know how to spread peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> like he had to come down to make that jump. Crazy as shit. Yeah, but he but he travels with her. Yeah. Like for like not like a fucking, you know, lobster bisque or something like just a peanut PB butter and jet. jelly yeah. shit. Go the fuck y'all y'all can chill. <laughs> my man coming down there. Craziest Dang. shit ever. But yeah. All right, I'm gonna put my rider together. Yeah, for sure. So uh that fast we learned something. We've uh put it into the decade. Uh Two shows in a row. That is called a streak. We told you guys that. that is called we, a streak. We put that together at the beginning of the show. Um, Apple wants you to update your phone every 36 hours. Yo, this now. shit is crazy, bro. I don't crazy, know what bro. the fuck that's about. Um, it's all type of emojis that I don't have. Love sending me emojis. Just, I'm like, what the fuck? It's a People box. People send me emojis that look like that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get this? Like, the me emoji. Yeah, that shit is crazy. So, yeah, we've uh, ended the decade off uh, on a high note. TRP is back. Like I said, live show Thursday, January 16th, Punchline Philly. Um... We'll be back next week, um, Lord willing, and uh, we'll have some more shit to talk, man. If y'all want to get in contact with us, hit me on Twitter, TRP2017. Um, are you still at Matt Makes Me Sick on Twitter? Matt ain't going to follow you, but you can contact him on Twitter. Definitely not going to follow you. Um, my Instagram, plus.co, Matt Makes Me Sick, and the Actually, Realist Podcast. I, I follow ever. news. <laughs> it's only, it's only reason news said you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker you like what what's going on you like yo you really did that I said, shit I gotta come to Atlanta in February <laughs> I can't go need a tour this. guide yeah, I can't go through this shenanigans so yeah I followed dudes the other day alright well it. into another good show man we appreciate y'all listening thank you for everything uh, three years in the books uh, we celebrate January 16th we're out of here man y'all have a good new year be safe see y'all next week if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.